help allow those temperatures to drop colder. The wind chill factors of the 40s of the day will drop into the 30s and 20s tonight. Cold start tomorrow. The actual lows in the morning, somewhere into the upper 20s to the mid-30s, depending on your spot. Light freeze in some spots, not a freeze in others. So throughout the day, a chilly day again. Sunny sky resumes. Morning and afternoon at the high, stopping around the mid-50s. A single-car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Oh, my goodness. That's a long trip to get in there. Hi, this is Tom Fitzmaurice. It's time for the food show. And uh, let's see, who else is gang uh, on the gang here? Who do we name? I don't count. It's just me. That's you? Just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wife, Marianne. Hi, everyone. Well, it's here we are the with the first of December. Chances anyway. Wow. I cannot <clears throat> believe it. And kind of glad of it because, you know, we all want to get rid of 2020. But... Uh, I want to say happy birthday to my big sister, Sylvia, who is part of this show now on Thursdays. When we do the mom throwdown, she is uh, always with us now. And uh, I'm not going to say how old she is, but it is her birthday today. Happy birthday, sis, if she's listening. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Whose birthday is this? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Who's getting a kiss? Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. 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 All right, I am so stuffed. You're what? Stuffed. Stuffed. Oh, from eating lunch. We went to lunch, and yeah. I talked Tom out of going one place because I thought that. It was going to be bad. I was going to wind up eating fried stuff. And it was going to be like a seafood thing. And I just didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Lola because I was going to be so, so many people healthy. Do. Be so healthy and get my salmon salad. And there it was mm-hmm. on the board. The fried chicken sandwich that I was going gaga over the last time we were there. It was, it's about, it, seriously, this thing's about six inches high. <laughs> oh my. And what, I, what and caused I resolved that? in my mind watching two guys try to eat it. I resolved that I was going to, the next time I saw it, I was going to have to get it. So it behooved me to get it. I mean, I was ready to be good, but fate intervened. And I got the chicken sandwich instead, and it was good. I will say that it was, but it's you know, a let me get huge this. pile of food. Let me get I mean, this uh, little piece. It's of, an enormous uh, pile uh, of food, and then we've got it. It was um, a beautiful brioche bun. I don't usually like brioche, 
but sometimes it can be good. And I don't know, maybe they're all coming from the same source because 99 out of 100 brioche buns, and I don't have them that many times in front of me, but most often I don't like brioche. But Brioche. But, I'll, I'll file that in the back of my, my yeah, mind. But, but uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing that... Uh, it can be had and it can be good. And the one that I have had before at Oxlot, mm-hmm. I think, is really good. And so maybe it's the same source because uh, Lola's not far from Oxlot. But uh, I'll tell you what, it was really good. It was toasty. It had shredded iceberg on it, which you don't see very often, but I actually really do like that as a dressing on sandwiches. I think that it's kind of hard to beat lettuce and iceberg, uh, tomato and iceberg lettuce. Wait, what do you what do you put on there? I'm talking uh, about that the chicken it sandwich. It was a fried chicken sandwich. A fried chicken not, sandwich. It was okay. not really crunchy fried like the one at Oxlot or the ones mm-hmm. that are so very popular, including even the Popeyes chicken sandwich. It's it was not a big crunchy thing. It was a softer breading, but still really good, and it had the requisite orange. Spicy chicken sandwich mm-hmm. sauce that everyone has. Yeah. That, and it had and lots of pickles, which were, if they were house-made, and they probably were, they were not offensive. And uh, tomato and cheese. Yeah. There was a slice of cheese on there. And there were a couple of slices of crispy bacon. This was so much the antithesis of my salmon salad that I went in for. Add to that a gigantic pile of crispy truffle Parmesan fries. And I do mean gigantic. And it Mm -hmm. was not, it was not being good. That's all I can say. It was not being good. One of those deals. (laughs) And it's too bad because I went in there with the loftiest of intentions. I did. I went in there to have my grilled salmon salad. As a matter of fact, we were leaving and we went, we opened the kitchen door to say hello to Keith Frentz, who is the owner with his wife, Neely. And Tom was marveling at how pleasant the music was. We were sitting in the train car. And uh, it was not the kind of car that would drive down the street, uh, nor is it the kind of thing that would go from one core at the next and and it's see a train what car. can a train yeah a, a real uh, uh, the kind of thing you would done old train car yeah that's something that the, uh, the people who own that uh, have a, a symbol to it uh, that that's what they've got there over. Well, um, in. it was um, it was really nice, as it always is in there. They have a lot of cool Christmas decorations on the ceiling. It's very, um, it's kind of like a boheme Christmas theme there. Boheme. <laughs> it's really kind of weird. <clears throat> I want to say maybe the teenage daughter did it. Or, but anyway, it was, uh, it was kind of cute. And the music overhead was so delightful. It mm-hmm. was Christmas, and it was very jazzy, and so we went, uh, Tom popped open the door to um, say hello to Keith and to tell him how much he liked the music, and... Um, I'm Tom, in case you're just joining us. Get out. 
Well, I just thought I'd mention it for those who haven't heard it ever before. You're the food show, Tom. Yeah, you something are like that. the food show. This is the Tom Fitzmaurice food show. So uh, we opened the door, and he was mentioning how much he liked the music, and he was talking about it being a Spotify jazzy mix for Christmas. And then I said how much I enjoyed the chicken sandwich, and he said, boy, I'll tell you. He said, I saw you in the line to order and i said let me go get the salmon i'm gonna put that on the grill for her <laughs> so that's how right. predictable i am at lola you gotta love and something he said, and then and then i saw a chicken sandwich and i went wow she's branching out so i did just but just an exception for the chicken sandwich that's it you know anyway. it's, it's funny uh i was about to add the same thing but uh, when i was a kid and we're talking about really almost absurd uh I used to go to uh, up front to the lady who was doubting out the fried chicken. And Ooh, fried chicken. I remember thinking, you know, this is something that you really, uh, uh, it's hard to resist every single day. And funny thing, same day I said that to myself, a bunch of such, uh, uh, <laughs> some of the surgeries there when. But the, and they were here, and we were doing them. Speaking of fried chicken. And a lot of people need those helps, too. Last night, we were at our usual New Orleans food and spirits. We don't get out much anymore. It's no. cold. Yeah, do it just, <laughs> it's cold. It's been dreary. Uh, from Chalmette all the way to. I have to drive Tom's car to. right now because my daughter took my car. I don't want to use the stick shift. So anyway, we went to New Orleans food and spirits last night, and we were having... We were, we we're getting ready to order, and I get a text from Don, the gourmet neighbor, mm -hmm. and he says he's going to Carl's Fried Chicken. Do you realize yeah. how bizarre it is that uh, no, that we have this not radio in the last few show minutes, tell and me. the community around it, and all we talk about is food? <laughs> so I get a text from Don, the gourmet neighbor, and he goes, Carl's Fried Chicken tonight. And I went, oh, damn, I didn't even think about that. And then I was all of a sudden consumed by the green-eyed monster, I was thinking, oh, Carl's fried chicken does sound good. But then we have to cross the lake for it. <laughs> it was already dark and it was cold. And I said, mm. no. But anyway, we did have some nice oysters at New Orleans Food and Spirits last night. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us about food. Thank you. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. 
Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner. Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales, are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie. 4640854. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. I get misty just holding your hand. Talking about oysters last night while we were at New Orleans Food and Spirits, and we just mentioned Mimi's as a matter of fact. We were talking about how good the oysters were at New Orleans Food and Spirits to be eclipsed only by Mimi's because they're Mm -hmm. super, super good out there, super cheap, and definitely worth the trip. Let's go to Ron. Ron, Ron, the gourmet, uh, everything. Chili on the outside, voice and delicious on the inside voice of your best caller for the of the day so far. <laughs> wow, How that's uh, amazing! How are you but you would have gotten that that quickly and then uh, fallen over into a smaller section where the others have become missed. Gone off into the wilderness. What you got for us today, Ron? Well, I wanted to let you know uh, y'all had me at uh, spicy chicken sandwich. Ah. Uh. They're good. I have to admit, they're I happen good. To love those. Are you familiar <clears throat> with a Monte Cristo? Yes. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you That's, like Monte Cristo? Uh, well hidden. You know, Monte Cristo does not seem like something I would like, and actually, it's not something I would seek out. But I do like them. I do like them. Yeah, yeah. You know, a Monte Cristo basically is an egg dipped ham and cheese sandwich, with and, some powdered uh, sugar it, on it. You can, yes. 
So the, the ones I've is, ever had have powdered sugar, which seems a little weird to me. But anyway, go ahead. I'd put powdered sugar on it if it was going to be a breakfast sandwich, but uh, not uh, not any other meal of the day. All I was going to say is what I like to do is I like to take uh, two different types of chicken. Uh, either one of these works well. I like the boneless thigh, and I roll that out a little bit, and I use that. Or uh, I like a, uh, a boneless chicken breast. Either, either mm-hmm. one of those are good. The thigh is a little more forgiving, and it's got a little more flavor to it. Anyway, uh, like uh, like Henry's uh, fried Flavor. chicken. Uh, anyway, like Henry's fried chicken uh, recipe. Uh, what I do is I typically season some flour, and I would dip the chicken into the seasoned flour, and then I go into the egg wash that has a little bit of uh, like uh, some sort of uh, Tabasco, a little, little spice, maybe some crystal, and then I go back into the breadcrumb or uh, or back into the flour, either one. And uh, what happens is, is when you first go into the flour, uh, the moisture from the meat holds the flour in place. And the flour helps the egg stick better. And then you can go back into flour or breadcrumb. And then um, I don't like to deep fry those. I like to shallow fry those with half olive oil and half butter on a medium heat. <clears throat> I find that there's a lot more better. flavor that way. Hmm. Sure. Probably better for you. And they're hidden up away from everything else. I mean, they, if you know where they are, you go there and you just start enjoying. And um, uh, but if you don't, uh, you have to start a little bit harder. And uh, we're telling you uh, about some of the places. We're telling uh, he's telling us about chicken sandwich. Aha! So sandwich. All right. Sandwich. So, um, so with the, how with do the you money. Get, yeah. How do what? How do you okay, get, with the money, so you, you fry it, you fry it and then make the money, Christo? Uh, every, it, it's put together on a separate plate. The first thing I do is I bread the chicken and then I, I fry the chicken and then you're going to turn it over halfway because you only need olive oil and butter to go up halfway. And then, so you're going to, you're going to bread your chicken, uh, fry it, put that aside and then making the money Christo, I treat the bread the same way that I did the, uh, the chicken, except with the bread, I just go straight into the egg wash, and then I go straight into the seasoned flour. And you're actually going to fry the bread as well. Uh, a little bit on each side, get it golden brown, put that on the side. And then, uh, obviously, we need some cheese, and we need uh, your favorite uh, you know, sauce. And I usually tip. I take uh, mayonnaise. I like Dijon mustard for this. A little yeah. bit of ketchup, a little bit of hot sauce. And if you play around with that, you're going you're gonna to get an orange sauce. It's the ubiquitous magic sauce. Okay, wait. So I'm I'm not clear on how you do this. I've only seen Monte Cristos as a single entity where the chicken is inside attached with cheese and then the sandwich is one entity dropped into egg wash, then flour, and then deep fried. That's not what you're doing. No, because I like to deep fry each side of each component. I find it, I, I like to build the sandwich uh, afterwards. I don't like egg in the middle because if you haven't gotten this thing heated up, there's the possibility of salmonella. I don't Ooh. want raw egg in my sandwich. Be careful of that. Well, it, it would cook when you, I mean, I'm curious about this. Does anyone know definitively how the Monte Cristo is assembled? Because I've, se- I've had several of them. And I've always thought of them as a sandwich 
that's pretty much sealed up with melted cheese and then as one item put into a deep fryer. And the deep fry would cook. I mean, it would cook the egg. Uh, yeah. It would cook. It would cook the outside. I, I I don't. You know, I play around with sauces a lot, and a lot of my sauces I do use egg yolk. And well, the one thing that I always make sure that I do <clears throat> is cook my sauces well enough to where you don't have the uh, the scare of salmonella. Now, most of the Monte Cristos, you're right. That's exactly what they do. They deep okay. fry, or okay. you know, they fry the whole component. I like to be safer. I like to, I like to fry each component because I don't fry the bread as long as I fry the chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, somebody's got to do it. Fry the chicken. I mean, I, I was thinking, I don't, that doesn't seem like my understanding of a Monte Cristo. So I've not had yours. I'm sure it's very good. But yeah. um, I, I, uh, I don't actually think of it as, I think that the chicken in a Monte Cristo, the ones that I've had anyway, has pretty much been like a boiled chicken or some kind of non-entity sort of chicken where it's really more about the cheese, which tends to be very pungent, and um, the whole process rather than each individual component bringing to the table something really great. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so like of. I said, I mean, most of, yeah. most of the recipes that I've seen with Monte Cristos, they do it your way. They, they, yeah. they, they deep fry the whole sandwich. I uh-huh. like to deep fry the components because I like to, uh, I like, like I said, I like, I like yeah. to fry the chicken yeah. and bread and, the chicken oh. separately and then cook that completely and then just assemble yeah. the sandwich on the side. I never have problems with now, the cheese now, melting. Now tell me if you have ever heard about this or whether you've thought about it uh, or you heard somebody else say it. Uh, in a saw, ha- what, what was the uh, the one you were talking about just a, a second ago? Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. Monte Cristos. Monte Cristos have all sorts of things in them. Everything from lemonade uh, all the way up to <laughs> where have you ever seen that? Some oddball uh, uh, <laughs> items that come out of the rest of this, and uh-huh. it can be used as uh, a, an eminent in. Uh, uh, something to I just am, I'm just amazed a, by the powdered sugar thing. Yeah, well, uh, there, there it is somewhere. Do you like them, Tom? Do it you comes like- in handy to uh, get in there and give the whole thing a little swirl, and then you get the kind of flavors that you got if we. Tom, do you like Monte Cristos? Uh, it's not something I've had many of in my life, but it's also tends to be in the 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 little. Um, they're they're an old fashioned old thing, fashioned sure. thing, very very much. I so. just don't. I'm not, I'm not a fan of savory and sweet together. I don't. I don't get it. It's like I. It's things ought to be this or that in my black and white world. Things ought to be this or that, and I can't get my head around yeah, powdered yeah. sugar on something savory. Well, I, I mean, it. I find them okay when I have them, but generally speaking, I mean, they're an unusual item, so it's kind of like, ah, eh, you know, why not? But for the most part, it's not something I would go to a lot. Yeah. All right, Ron. Thank you very much. Great show. Talk, Talk to you all later. There he goes. All right. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. That's all we do. That's all Tom's been doing for thirty three years. Coming up, uh, actually, it's two thirty two and a half years to be actually specific. But uh, it's a long time, regardless. You know, I just about food. That's it. I don't know uh, who uh, we are asking people to. Uh, study with, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I'm going to mention it. Tom's anyway. excited because we found his phone again. Uh, here's the uh, an actual. 
No, it, it, Let the record show Tom is holding his phone to the microphone. And we have we just hold up the, the it, this yes. uh -huh. assortment of different things. It's, uh -huh. It can be anything. Uh, but the one that comes to my mind is citrus uh, items. It's, so it's with tomatoes, not tomatoes, excuse me. Citrus beurre blanc. Uh, uh, and uh, sweet potatoes, yeah. uh, possibly, and a few other things. And what does that have to do with what? Well, it kind of plugs into some of the other eating that we do around here. Oh. I was well, able, because I didn't potatoes. really know what to do, I had this gizmo yeah. in my hand, uh -huh. and I looked through it to see what the let, uh, you know, letter, letter, uh -huh. and uh, there was one of them about uh, Tom, orange storage. What? I forgot to tell you something. Last week, yeah, I forget which day last week, was National Espresso Day. Espresso Day. Espresso Day. Hmm. Uh, I'll tell you how that was uh, Eucharized. And that was uh, Mary Ann's. No, Saturday we went and you had a bunch of espressos. Yes, but, but last week was National Espresso Day. One of those days. I'm not sure which one. But espresso, I know how you love it. Oh, I forgot to mention this when we did the Parish Coffee uh, ad. I am going to start tagging all of those spots with something that happened here at Thanksgiving, which I think is a would qualify as a testimonial. We had our daughter's boyfriend here, and he had coffee, and he was just blown away by the coffee. And he said, this is really good coffee. What is this? And I said, well, who doesn't love coffee? coffee. And he said, Parish coffee? I've heard of that, but I've never had it. I said, well, there you go. It's a gourmet roast with a regular person price and that you should find it at supermarkets all around town it is a purple bag with a golden rooster and you really should try it i mean i'm not a coffee drinker but everyone who is you know, are you the a coffee drinker of snooty coffee drinkers think it's pretty good all right we will be back bottom of the hour news time for the louisiana radio network Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. A bipartisan group of lawmakers comes to an agreement on a $908 billion congressional COVID relief bill. Senator Bill Cassidy signed on to the effort. He says it would help support unemployed workers and struggling businesses. $300 a week for 10 weeks to the unemployed. There's $288 billion for another round of payroll protection plan with specific provisions for restaurants and music venues. The Department of Children and Family Services celebrated the ending of National Adoption Month last night with a virtual event highlighting 549 families who adopted 756 children from foster care in the past year. DCFS Adoption Program Manager Cheryl Tyredo says uniting families is always rewarding. We had a phenomenal year even despite both the pandemic and the hurricane. I think it just proves that families are resilient and nothing was going to stop them from showing their commitment to our children. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com Tiger Rag Can everyone hear me okay? Everyone listen up. We don't want anyone to panic. Okay, but there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is fast. Tiger Rag. Hungry for LSU sports news? I am starving. I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve. Here we go. Awesome. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football, basketball, baseball. 
football, gymnastics, and so much more. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins and Tiger Rag assistant editor William Weathers cover all things LSU sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz. I think we are underestimating. Celebrating your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag magazine on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge November 27th, the New Orleans Nightcrawlers, and December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at Think. AOS.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, Madame, with you. Yes, indeed. Tom's going to start voice lessons. I will, one of these Friday. days. Friday. No, that's, Friday. That's what I hear. I'm super excited for you. Maybe even with this his, week. With his wink, wink girlfriend. Tom you has, never know. Tom has crushes on two women. I one do? Of, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, who are they? I'm not going to say. <laughs> but I know I'm watching five five six nine six nine six. Let's go to Darren. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and you are Darren. Well, let's find it. Darren, mm-hmm. is that you hey, in guys. the background there? Hey, thanks Hi. for taking my call. I'm going to. Uh, if I can ask you a question right off the bat here, just trying to get an idea of uh, what you and I are going to talk about. But uh, whatever is uh, right for you, go right ahead and do it. But uh, with your words coming through, I uh, I wonder about uh, what uh, his words aren't you... coming through, Tom. Only huh? yours are coming through. There's only on the, what? <laughs> Let him talk. <laughs> Go ahead, Darren. Hey, hey, guys, I, and and Marianne, I know that in my in my past years of conversations with Tom, he's going to cringe at this, but it just made me think of it. The best. Monte Cristo ever was at the old chain Bennigan's. The old oh my chain <laughs> Bennigan's. The old. Tell me the what, old was restaurant that? Chain what was Bennigan's. that? What, what? Remember Bennigan's, Tom? Bennigan's. Bennigan's. Yeah, I do remember. It's Bennigan's. where uh, it was where uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You got it. Now. And then yeah. remember, Marianne, there was also one further down Veterans, almost to Williams. And that's where the new Walmart and the, there's a Home Depot. And that one, right there? before they closed it, they used it to film a movie and then it shut mm. down. But the thing that was so good about that Monte Cristo, first of all, it was made with ham, not chicken. Yes. Uh-huh. And, it, and it and obviously had the cheese. It was deep fried like a beignet powdered with sugar, and then it had like a cranberry as the condiment, whatever you would call it. Not, not really a chutney, but like a, 
like just a cranberry glaze, if you will. And it, you could only get through about half of it because it's so rich. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, nice. yeah, you know, you know for, for what it's worth, it was, it was tasty. But, again, well, not fine dining. <laughs> I know, definitely not fine dining. And, you know, it never – those kinds of things to be true to exactly what Tom says. They don't last long here. Bennigan's is doing quite well still. Benigans. I'm looking. I'm looking at their locations. Ben- Iowa, oh, Illinois, I didn't realize Michigan. that. Oh yeah, Texas, New Jersey, Florida, uh, North Dakota, Ohio. International locations. Can I? Can I uh, ask sure, if anybody where uh, this place is and it's what it is? It's nowhere here now. But uh, so what? Where was it? It was where the uh, Whole Foods is on Veterans uh-huh. across Severn from there. Okay, yep. and the name of it was Gal- Gerbins? Bennigan's. Bennigan's. Nope, B as in boy. Bennigan's, nope. okay. Nope, B as in boy, mm-hmm. Bennigan's. Interesting, uh, I've never heard of it until now. Bahrain, in uh, Cyprus, two and three, four, four in Cyprus, El Salvador, San Salvador, Rio, uh, Mexico, a couple in Mexico, mm-hmm. several in Mexico, the UAE, Bahrain, and coming in the United States, Arizona, and then Central America, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Pakistan. So they're they're no they're that's no an, they're not off the charts. That's for sure. Interesting. So, so so Marianne, I have a question. So I do during the holidays, I I do often share lunches with with my customers, and and I have the lunch either delivered to the office or I'll bring it. And I'm struggling to find somewhere maybe in the Covington Mandeville area to to do this with and and again it's 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 got to be something that's a little on the easier side and somebody was telling me uh is it a coffee Ronnie yeah coffee rainy I, I, that's rainy. Right. as soon as okay. you said that I said well coffee rainy that's it okay coffee okay. rainy does a great job with that I that's do remember how you that. would recommend that. Oh, yeah, that's been one of their staples. Catering has been a staple of theirs from the very beginning. They do a very good job of that. Okay. Well, good. Perfect. We keep yep. on going, then. Yep. Very good. Well, What I, do we have I on appre- the table today? I appreciate They've got that. all... It's, a, it's, a, it's what I would call a ladies' lunch place. You yeah. know, a lot of salads, a lot of sandwiches. But what they do, they do very well. Wonderful. So, it's good. a good menu. It's a big enough menu. You should be able to find plenty of stuff and have trouble deciding. Well, good. Well, what well, is good. not well, uh, well, present for that? Well, thank you. And I, and I just wanted to add that about, um, about the, uh, the Monte Cristo. So. Do, you like, do you like Monte Cristos? Like if you saw one on a menu now, would you order it? Sure. It's, it's so. a remnant of another era. It's definitely a remnant of another era. I think I would. It's it's um, but I think it's one of those things that if you've had one, you've had your fill. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an odd thing. So whenever you have an odd thing, you either really, really like it and want to keep going back for more, or you say, "Oh my God, what in the world was that?" So. You know, yeah. I mean, I've liked them when I've seen them. I would order them sometimes. It's essentially, what it is is it's a, it's a gourmet ham and cheese. It's a deep fried gourmet ham You're and right. cheese. That's and what you know, it is. you know, you know, I mean, who doesn't love that? Marianne, you may know this. 
There, there's a dish, or not a dish, there's a sandwich at dish. La Madeleine. That remembers something. That, that mm-hmm. it, it's with ham and cheese. It's often on their griddle. I don't know. Like, you'll see it when you're going. Yes, I've seen that. I've seen line. it, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. But it doesn't have the powdered sugar, but it does have, like, a ham. And, like, the cheese is on the top of the bread, and it's it's yeah. mm-hmm. been melted and browned a little bit, so yet yeah, not. It's not very really sharp. Sure. It tends to be really sharp cheese. It tends to have a very hmm. assertive. Cheese. What color is it? It's yellow, usually yellow. or white. But whatever the cheese is in a Monte Cristo, I find it to be a very assertive cheese. Mm-hmm. Don't you? So, so Marianne, I will share this with you. I think you'll find this interesting. So when I was in college at Loyola, Drusilla's, the restaurant from Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. opened a concept in the Esplanade Mall. And at the time, the Esplanade Mall was rocking in Kenner. And it was called Drusilla's Cajun Cafe. And I was the night manager while going through Loyola. And right across from us was Cafe Du Monde. And I'd become really friendly with the manager there. And late at night, when things were slow, we would take beignets and fill them with things like shrimp, fish, crawfish, etouffee, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. would fry them just to see what it would, mm-hmm. it would be like. And I guess, it, much like the Monte Cristo, it's an interesting thing, if you will. A savory beignet, sure. Hmm. Yeah, it, but interesting. You know, we had All sorts of things. And I think All it's sorts good of things from the past. Small here. amounts. Because it's so rich. Have to have the powdered sugar. Like we had crab beignets for Thanksgiving. Ooh, that and there was good. no powdered sugar to be found. You know, we had a, a a white remoulade for dipping and that was it, you know. So, so the Monte Cristo is, is unique with the powdered sugar. I think it's the ham and cheese version only. Anyway, go ahead. What? So, Marianne, I'll have to send you, because I do have your email. I'll have to send you. My mother-in-law does what is called a Dutch baby, mm-hmm. and my kids love it. Is that and a pancake, Tom? It, I'm sorry? A, it's, a, it's a pancake, isn't it? A Dutch baby. It's basically like a pancake, but the top is a little bit moist because you, it, it's put into the oven, and it's, it's a combination of flour, egg, milk, and then you dust it with powdered sugar, and it's a little richer, a little creamier, but it's really good. Tom, are you familiar you know, with Dutch I have baby? found all of these things, uh, but one of them has always struck me is that when you have... Uh, an item like we were talking about a few minutes ago, where you have this uh, tart, uh, 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 the film, the uh-huh. film uh, uh-huh. that you have for, to get whatever you have in mind, uh, you have a, a really interesting flavor, flavor that doesn't pop up in anything else I can think of. So uh, to put all this together, uh, that's a good road for um, putting forth what you have been talking for the for a few yeah. uh, people. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah. A Dutch baby um, is is a popular thing, I guess, maybe in the Midwest. Is your, is your mother-in-law from the Midwest? They're from the Northeast. Okay. And what's interesting is that their lineage is from Northern Italy. So 
But it, I didn't, I knew nothing of a Dutch baby until, until my wife's family introduced it to me. But I do, uh-huh. it is, it is nice. And actually, you could even like top it with fresh fruit, like blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, uh-huh. and um, yeah. But anyway, it just made me think. It's a Dutch pancake and a skillet, basically. Yeah, it's a pancake so. and a skillet. Is yep, you got it. That's, it that's pretty yeah. much what it is. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's All right. We'll, Thank you, We'll Darren, keep watching that. Appreciate the call. Getting more keep of talking. it. Bye. 556-9696 right. is the number. If you want to talk to us, give us a call. We'll be back. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. <laughs> true. Very, very true. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to talk to us. Does anyone want to talk to us right now, Henry? Is anyone on the line? Well, let's find out. It can't be too bad. Uh, it's Wait. the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, let's see. Who do Hi. we have here? Okay. Bye. Did you, say, did you say there is someone or no? I'm just asking whether no, there but, is. Okay. All right. So I'm going to change uh, course completely by stating very emphatically, I do not like melotons well that's too bad because this is the the uh satin for that we have right now a pot of melotons and boiling this is the time of year when they are where at i'm going their best. to attempt to so, make a gourmet soup you should dive in and the only reason i'm doing this is that i bought 10 for 10 for a dollar mm-hmm. at the store two days before thanksgiving Okay. And because I have um, a bunch of uh, peccadillos that require me to not throw anything away, um, I have to cook these melatons, but I don't like them. Mm. And I discovered another way that I don't like them in preparing the melatons for boiling. I do not like the way they feel on my hands. I don't like their slippery... Um, sticky presence. 
And I think maybe I'm allergic to them or I don't know enough about them. So if anyone can answer this question, please call me, 556-9696. I peeled about nine of them. Well, and, here they come then. And my hand, after peeling them and after washing it several times and after several hours passing, I still feel a tightness like there's a skin reaction happening on my hand. So is that normal for Merlotons or am I allergic to Merlotons? I don't have a problem I eating them, so. but... I definitely won't be peeling them again. So if anyone uh, fools with melatons a lot and you can explain that uh, chemical reaction, I would really be interested in hearing it. I am boiling right now a pot of sliced melatons with carrots. And then I'm going to take vegetables and put them... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone is saying you don't peel them. So maybe that's why I, you slice them and then you boil them and then you scoop it out. Okay, that's interesting to know. Well, has anyone else ever peeled them? Because... Oh, sure. Because... Sure, all the that, time. Is that like an absolute setting It's when you don't have a no lot... No? I mean, most people who are going to stuff them would scoop it out and then restuff them. But I'm not stuffing them. I'm making, I'm pureeing them after they're done and making a soup. And I'm really kind of curious to see what's going to happen because I don't really have high expectations for it. I think it's going to be a little bit weird. And I'm still smarting over the, uh, over the film on my hand. Anybody else have this experience? And maybe that's just a... <clears throat> A known fact to everyone but me that you don't attempt to peel merlotons, but uh, I know that I had that experience when I did it, when I sliced them to fry them for the shrimp remoulade at Thanksgiving, and I thought, ew, this is awful, yeah. And now when I did nine of them, it's even more awful. So. Oh, for goodness sake. Everything is, this is New Year's Eve. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get out there Happy and... New Look, I'm ready to fast forward this year. I'm totally yeah. ready to fast forward this year. Mm. It's December 1st, and I simply cannot believe that. And in any other year, I would be saying, oh, my goodness. I just, where has the year gone? I'm going to be sad to see it end. But in this case, bring it on. Bring it on. Five five six nine six nine six. This is the old days when the Revions would be starting. Yeah, it's getting close I mean, to it. It's although not the old days, it's the new days. This is uh, but, they've um, had some but recent. In the old days, this is when Revions would be starting. They've had a, a few problem last few years, and uh, we we'll have to watch out for that. But uh, I think we have a good future in the future. Yeah. So let's you think do. So? Okay. Yeah, it, it's I'll possible, but I don't think I'll go so. With I... That. I definitely want to go with that. That's for uh -huh. sure. Tom. Yes. I'm breezing through your website. And um, I see that your Bonton story yeah. is here. So last night we went to New Orleans Food and Spirits and Tom was um, reminiscing about his really memorable 
sort of signature Bonton story. Go ahead and tell yeah. it, Tom. Well, the story is... I know the people the get Bonton back to, loved it. Th this goes back to the early days of my working uh, in the food business. And also, years. huh? About fifty years it goes back. Well, I don't think it was quite that bad. Well, it was but late seventies, wasn't it? No, not quite. But anyway, uh, how really things got really important were that when I uh, had these uh, services that could show you a recipe or a bunch of recipes or uh, all kinds of other food items that you could have right in your backyard and uh, and cost you anything. It's you hear us say things like. It's the food show. Well, that's what we are. Anyhow, uh, we were working with all of those item things. Uh, but what uh, got most interesting, to, according to the people we've talked to, is that uh, we look the culture that's beyond that. And it wound up, we, the way we cook things, uh, we found ourselves just a huge variety of, of great food, as you noted. Does this have anything to do with the bonton? And, huh? Are you getting to the bonton? Oh, yeah. It's, okay. it, it's going to, you want me to get to it's the... It's coming up there? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, uh, one evening, I was, uh, at that time, I was the editor of New Orleans Magazine. Uh, I was, had been the editor for quite a while. Uh, but some other people were going through them because the weather was terrible that day. And I was walking around, uh, getting home after a, a pretty hard day. And then I talked to the other guy who did it and who uh, pulled it all together. And uh, he went one way and I did me, uh, the other way. And uh, he left off. And I sat there and talked to the people that uh, I met in the dining room. And it was so pleasant. And it was so memorable to me. And all I had in my hand were, I think, five uh, of our gizmos to turn them on and off. So uh, I know this sounds like, well, what's in that anyway? If you and I were standing here or if I could enact it right in front of you, I think you'd like it. It's just one of the funny things that I've ever done in my whole life. Didn't have ever a, a direction ahead of it. It just entered my life and a lot of other people's too and I still think about that and we keep I have kept doing it every year ever since except since about a year and a half ago and there is another new restaurant now that comes out of uh, of all places Texas but that's another story and that's that's the story and if I'm you ever run you into me and I will uh, be happy to give you the whole book on it. So uh, okay, thanks for listening story. to that. That's not the story we, I was looking for. The story that, and I feel like it's <clears throat> blasphemy to be, for me to be telling the story. But, yeah. but did you mention your first night at the Bonton, Tom? Did that, did that first come up at night all at the in Bonton? that story you just told? What? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, 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 I don't have a grab on what you're Henry, uh, you were listening. I was checking my Merlotons. Uh, did Tom mention anything about garbage in the Bonton? Okay. Let's hope not, so, because we sure get so need we to get our garbage. So we were starting to get to the story, but we went off on some other tangent. So one night, Tom was leaving his office on Natchez Street and was walking uh -huh. in the cold and the dark. Yep. And it didn't look I like remember it, it well. does now. I almost feel like there should be an organ playing in the background. <laughs> um, 
And uh, you turned the corner to go to your apartment, which was in the warehouse district at that time, and you saw trash blowing on the street. And it was frigid cold. And you looked up and saw the gas yeah. lights of the bon the, That's right. I forgot about the gas lights. The it, gas lights There's one on this side bon and one on that side. Went right to your heart and warmed it. Yeah, you could have a steak. You could have roast beef. And you beef. decided to go into the bon that night. But uh, the... Uh, most important thing to that restaurant was uh, uh, the crawfish, which they mm -hmm. did something like 12 different times. Yeah, crawfish uh, dinner, yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, and you would park yourself down and see what's going on in that restaurant, and they would t you would tell it about to everybody you know, uh, and everybody you know uh, took a liking to it. So Tom yes. uh, sat down and was immediately enveloped by the warmth coming from the inside of the restaurant, both figuratively and um, literally. It was warm in there, and it was warm from all the warmth of the people and the spirit that was inside the lit room of the Bantan. And thus began an annual tradition that lasted until last mm -hmm. March when the Bonton closed its doors for the last time. Yes, that's right. And the family, uh, parts of it anyway, if not all of it, uh, they have kept on going on. And I have wanted to make that happen on my own, to get that whole uh, uh, thing. Well, the family uh, the, is actually retired. Now. Well, yeah, but they're still around because I ran yeah, into mm -hmm. uh, the lady who runs it. Or Debbie bumped into uh -huh. her not long ago, and uh, so they are they still... They are lovely people, lovely and they people. are now retired. Their children Good for them. have all moved on to other careers. The uh, restaurant was purchased in an absolute godsend from the guy across the street, <laughs> Jeffrey Greenbaum uh, from Atlanta, and he is the owner of the Chop House and plans to redo the Bonton and keep the spirit, we are told. But nothing has happened yet because, of course, COVID yeah. hit. So we're anxious to see what happens to yeah, that well, building. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some. Uh, but last night. The, the new place, even though it's, it's going off in two different directions uh, in a town it has never really lived in a whole lot, I think what I've seen... Uh, it's pretty good. So uh, it's a, just some new angel from... Uh, we are hopeful, yes. Yeah. So last night we were at New Orleans Food and Spirits, and Tom has determined that he is sick of the same thing that he gets there every single time, which is the grilled catfish with pecans. And so he decided he was going to try something else. And he's been saying for weeks and weeks, you know, I, I, I wish they'd have some other things to get. I mean, there's, there's just nothing to get here. And I said, Tom, it's like a two-page menu. It's just that you never go past the grilled catfish. So last night, in honor of the Bonton, Tom mm -hmm. got the Bonton chicken. Yeah, they had a lot of good staples there. Yeah, it was a grilled Staple. chicken. That's what I meant to say. It was staples. a grilled chicken breast uh, over crawfish cream sauce pasta. Corinth pasta? Crawfish That's unique. cream sauce ah. pasta. It was very good. And then um, I had a new 
dish that they're doing there, a um, Florentine, a chicken Florentine <laughs> with some fried ravioli, with which had some very spicy pepper jack cheese in the interior. Anyway, it hey, was boss, good. can I? Uh, we're right in the middle of the hour. Can I uh, pop over there for a second? It's the top of the hour. We have a break well, at better. the top of the hour right now. And you are uh, listening I, to WGSO. I, I will be right yes. back. Okay. okay Time for the top of the hour news on the Louisiana Radio Network. Call us 5269-696. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. The thinking is that once a vaccine is widely available, it will still be in short supply and in need to be rationed by the federal government. Former CDC Director Richard Bessler on who he believes will be first in line for the vaccine. We will definitely see uh, health care workers uh, early on. We will see uh, nursing home residents and people wor who work in nursing homes uh, early on. Testifying at a Republican-led Senate hearing, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin is defending the Trump administration's economic response to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. We continue to work to implement the historic CARES Act with speed, efficiency, and transparency. But our job will not be complete until every American gets back to work. USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. President-elect Joe Biden is rolling out top members of his economic team. A first-rate team that's going to get us through this ongoing economic crisis and help us build the economy back, not just build it back, but build it back better than it was before. Almost one in every six renters was behind in rent payments as of October. Let me be clear, with this team and others, we'll add in the weeks ahead that we're going to create a recovery for everybody for all. Biden, wearing a walking boot, opened the event in Delaware by saying help is on the way. Biden selected former Fed Chair Janet Yellen as his pick for Treasury Secretary. Tony Shea, the former CEO of online shoe retailer Zappos, died from smoke inhalation from a house fire. That's according to the Connecticut Chief Medical Examiner's Office, which also ruled out yesterday that Shea's death was an accident. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. With Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday all behind us, today we mark Giving Tuesday. It's billed as a day to unite worldwide in celebration of generosity. If you are able, one nonprofit you can give to is Workshops for Warriors, which was founded by Hernan Luis Prado. He joins Fox News and talks about what his nonprofit does and how it helps veterans out. So we provide accelerated training and advanced manufacturing classes like 3D printing, robotics, computer-aided design, computer-aided manufacturing, advanced welding, and machinery repair. And all of the courses that we teach lead to nationally recognized credentials. So there are graduates. Well, it's a clear sky tonight. The lighter winds are going to help allow those temperatures to drop colder. The wind chill factors of the 40s of the day will drop into the 30s and 20s tonight. Cold start tomorrow. The actual lows in the morning, somewhere into the upper 20s to the mid-30s, depending on your spot. Light freeze in some spots, not a freeze in others. So throughout the day, a chilly day again. Sunny sky resumes. Morning and afternoon at the high, stopping around the mid-50s. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. I don't have much of a rain music, but I can come here and put a smile on your face and mine too. And uh, that's why we come on in on the Fridays and the Thursdays, those likely sometimes on the Friday and Saturday and Sunday. You never know. It's the food show. The food show is where we like to eat, and we more like to eat the other people that like to eat. What? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, and here they are. They come back to uh, our little shop here, sort of uptown. And we talk about the restaurants we've been to, the dishes that we have gone through and figured out how to cook and, you know, a whole bunch of things to add together to uh, an entertaining, I hope, and also uh, a <clears throat> useful, and in that case, we're looking for ways to make your life better and their own better, too. So uh, give us a call on anything on y in your mind and we'll <clears throat> excuse you've ever me. had anything yep. <clears throat> ever in your whole life to eat yeah call us <laughs> call us what do you call them no i, I just used I to know. love to hear you say you that tom what? huh it would crack me up when i would hear you say that oh it was so emphatically <clears throat> desperate I just had to crack up. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that I'm going through in your on your website, some memories and such, All right. have to do with some restaurants that are no longer with us. One of which I really liked a lot, and we which talked is? about not long ago, actually, La Foray. 
Tell me one or two. Do you remember two. La Foray? <coughs> Sorry, I'm got all, two all kinds of stuff. Two warehouse restaurants, La Foray and Thomas La Foray. Bistro. Where's La Foray? Gone. Yeah? Its replacement is gone. Yes. La Foray is a restaurant <clears throat> that I would love to move into. I can't say that about too many places. There are, Sometimes I go into a space and I go, you know what? I could just move all of my stuff in here and live here. This would be great. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, um, what am I? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Southern Hotel in Covington is one of those places, but also La Foray. And they're not really the same style at all, but La Foray was empty probably 30 years when this couple bought it. And they had a lot of money, and they put a lot of money into it, and it became this gorgeous, glamorous three-story restaurant. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't last very long. It lasted, I guess, about five years, I want to say, um, which is too bad because when the couple got divorced, uh, the restaurant went away, and then I think she hung on to it for a little while, but then it just ended and it became, uh, what did it become? Michael 75 is here. Yes. We can come back oh, to yours. Pigeon and Prince. That's John what Best I gathered. Did it. I Made get that Pigeon wrong? Pigeon and Prince for a venue, and then that's gone now, too. Hi, Michael. Hey, good nabbing, everyone. <laughs> by, the, by the way, uh, I need to second Darren's emotion on Bennigan's. I'm not a big uh, chain guy, but I love the uh, onion soup there, and my wife loved the Monte Cristo. Well, I guess the closest place you can go is Iowa if you need to have those things. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in and, and Iowa. We're driving all over right now, Michael, anyway. You don't have anything else to yeah, do. Go ahead and do I'll it. Take a nice <laughs> driving trip. Did you ever ask your son about that guy named uh, Chick P. Anderson's, I think, the famous uh, split pea soup in California? No, I did not ask him because okay, I forgot totally. And, I'll make a note right now. Anyway, you won't know that. What, Go ahead. When I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, for breakfast uh, tomorrow, I'm making the uh, Dutch baby pancakes. Mm. And, and for dinner tonight, I'm making the loco moco. Are you familiar with that? No. no. Who is that? I think, I think that's something you would like, uh, Marianne. Uh, it's the famous dish of, it's the quintessential dish of Hawaii, especially Hilo. Uh, what, what it is, is a, uh, a large, uh, fried real well hamburger on top of white rice with a, a beef stock, which uh, has soy sauce, sesame seed, I mean, sesame oil, ketchup, and, and, um, beef stock. And, uh, that goes over the top of it. Then you... You put a partially fried raw, kind of raw egg on top of it. I'm sure, uh, who is it? Uh, Ron would love that. Because I know he's just very salmonella conscious. That dish sounds so Hawaiian. I find the food in Hawaii disgusting as a general I do too, except for that. <laughs> you, you've had that before? I like it. No. You can't. How can you mess with uh, sesame oil? Uh, uh, I don't like beef? sesame oil. Uh, uh, you don't? No, that's okay. one thing I can say that I've tried, 
And if not dismissed out of hand, I've tried it. I don't like it. As a matter of fact, I really don't like it. I don't know what it is about sesame oil, but I can smell it a mile away and I really don't like it. But I find the food in Hawaii super disgusting. It's like, it's like, um, it's like a just it, that the dish that you just described is quintessential Hawaiian. It's got no continuity to it. It's just a pile of excuse me crap. <laughs> it's got any any kind of beef gravy on white rice is good, and you love hamburgers. Yeah, and, but I mean, it's and, just like listen to the rest of it. Where did you egg, find that? The egg, the egg, and the beef gravy sounds great. I'm gonna try it. I'll give you a report. Wait, is this? Oh, wait, anyway, have, have you had it before, or you? you no, I'm just, trying it tonight. Okay. <laughs> Don't get your expectations up. I'm telling you, it's gonna be gross. <laughs> it is. Have you ever had those plate lunches there? Oh my god. <laughs> It's like, what is the matter with you people? But you know that they have a, a problem with their eating, uh, with their uh, their palate, because this is the place where spam is number one. So, I mean, I don't understand what those people yeah. eat. I don't. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. I, 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 that's part of the reason I've never been to Hawaii. But, oh, uh, Michael, you should go. And let me tell you what, no, if I'm, you go... I'm, I'm not a guy who goes a long way just to look at the ocean. I can, if I, I, I'll go to Europe and look at some great water of waves and everything in one day, but I get tired after a day. I want to do something. Yeah. Well, and, it is paradise, though. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, but uh, anyway, uh, this American aversion to salmonella and things like that I find really funny. Uh, because of that, we, uh, the, we don't have the uh, famous uh, uh, salad. Uh, what's, what's the salad? Uh, uh, was, yeah, Caesar uh, salad the, with the raw the egg in it. Yeah, yeah, with the raw egg mixed with the table. Uh -huh. I used to love yeah. that. We don't uh -huh. we don't have the great cheeses in uh, Europe uh -huh. uh, from Europe. Our cheeses are terrible compared to them. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, though, I have a, a little a restaurant uh, report. What's that? There's a restaurant called Hearst H U R S T. It's okay. on the corner. Have you ever heard of it? No. Mm -mm. It's on the. It's a soul food restaurant. It's on the corner of uh, Airline Highway and Williams Boulevard. Oh my goodness, that is. Uh, that's where you would find okay. the soul food. Yeah. Okay, it's got great turkey wings, uh, stewed turkey wings, and a, and a you know and a, and a gravy, and it's uh -huh. got incredible mustard greens and cornbread. I had all those. I they were all it. great. Wait, you didn't go eat in, did you? No. no. Okay. They put everything in your car. <laughs> the only problem, they wouldn't take the car, so I had to leave a, a bunch of quarters out there for the, the deal. I didn't have any wants. Well, Michael, yeah, can I, I ask you a question that seems obvious to me, but obviously not to you? Right. What is the difference in the generalized American obsession with salmonella and your own with COVID? Okay, because COVID is based on science. Salmonella is like a million to one. The chances <laughs> that if you catch it, you might just get a stomachache. But by, by the way, these people who are uh, won't wear masks and everything uh, and are not scared of COVID, uh, they are, they're all for the FDA, the Federal uh, uh, Food and Drug Administration, removing all those restrictions. Just let, let all those uh, lettuces that come in with all those problems that we get that all the time that's the same as the salmonella problem mm -hmm. it, it's so rare 
COVID-19 has killed uh, almost 300,000 people. It's a slight difference. It's like uh, Jack the Ripper and a uh, guy who's a jaywalker. I'm still having a much better time than you, Michael. No, <laughs> we're both, no you're not. And we're I'm both gonna... still alive. <laughs> you can't possibly have as good a time as I am. Just I don't know, one, Michael. Uh, I have to say, you do have a good time. You absolutely do. No, I'm, I cannot talk, I'm argue talking with about that. all the stuff I get to do on my. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, and it's like actually going to Paris because I tell you, my on YouTube, you get what they call a fire stick. You put it on your 70-inch TV, and you just walk through all the famous areas of the world. Uh, you, you walk in, on the wet, left bank of Paris. You walk in. Uh, on the canals in Venice. But you're not really, Michael. You're not really. Not really, but it's it's better than just uh, uh, going to one restaurant once in a while and talking to somebody. Okay. Enough of this. It's getting controversial. Tom doesn't like controversy. And we have to go to a break. What what else did you have? Uh, Speaking of controversy, my my, uh, secretaries gave me a big wooden spoon, and it had on there... This is for you because you love to stir the pot. <laughs> yes, so, you do. I'll give you the rest of the report tomorrow. I mean, the uh, report oh, on the lo- loco moco. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Let's do okay, that. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Uh, because it is, uh, well, actually, right now it would be pretty cold, I think. I don't really know exactly how cold it is, but it seems cold here. And I just don't like cold weather. That's all I have to say. But autumn in New York is definitely colder, for sure. Uh, five five six nine six nine six is the number. I want to tell you about Norjo. It is an adorable place off of Metairie Road on Frisco Avenue, right where the road 
tracks meet Metairie Road. If you look a little bit to the right, you'll see red, white, and green flag indicating it is a place of Italian heritage, and that's exactly what it is. This is where you're going to find the great olive oils, not the ones that you get on the store shelf. These are imported, the real deal, and apparently there is a huge difference. This is also where you're going to find the best muffalata on the South Shore. This is the home of the Lindy, a delicious meatball sub that is uh, starting to rival the muffalata for popularity there. They have a great interactive experience. You can go and get some pasta from their cheese wheel made right before you. There are all kinds of unusual imports from all over. You can ask for something if you haven't, if you don't see it there. It's a little shop, so they don't have everything, but they do have a lot of very unusual items that you won't find anyplace else. That is Norjo Imports, right there on Frisco Avenue at 505 Frisco. They close at 6. The phone number is 833-9240. The owner is Mark. He would love to help you have a great experience. Ask for him and tell him if you're looking for something. He's, uh, he's got lots of great ideas. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Okay, Don, the gourmet neighbor. If you have out, or if you are out there listening, and clearly you are, because he's been texting me about Merlotons. I I welcome uh, your Merloton tutorial. Also, I would enjoy a report from Carl's Fried Chicken. I forgot all about Carl's Fried Chicken. That is delicious chicken. Absolutely delicious chicken that has been uh, the recipe of Carl <clears throat> over at um, the Fairmont, which is now the Roosevelt, or back to being the Roosevelt. And in the Fountain Lounge on Monday nights, they have fried chicken. They have fried chicken, red beans, coleslaw, and a biscuit. And it's some ridiculous price of like $20, and it's a served family style. It's a great thing to do on a, fr on a Monday night. And we haven't done it in a while, and I, frankly, I forgot all about it. But uh, Don, the gourmet neighbor, mentioned that he was doing that when we sat down at dinner last night. And I was jealous, and I want to hear about it. But I also really want to hear about uh, what to do with Melotons, because apparently he has a lot of ideas about that. So give us a call. Don, you have about 10 minutes to do that, because at 3.30, we have Tim McNally, who has written a book called, the, uh, called Sazerac, and he's going to be talking about spirits and um, probably wine. And his show follows us. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And we might talk a little bit about champagne, too, because this is the time of the year that I start thinking about champagne. I'm not a big drinker, but I do love champagne. And uh, if given the choice of having a glass of anything, it's going to be champagne. And I do like the idea of exploring different ones. So last year we had Adam Aquistapace on and he taught us quite a few things about some great champagnes. We might do that again if I can get a hold of him. Also in your diary, Tom, I'm looking at this page of restaurants that yeah. we, yeah, Fogo, Fogo de Champ. Love Fogo it. Love it, love it, love it. We haven't been there in a while. Uh, my daughter, our daughter and I, you don't really like it. You do kind of like it okay. You like it more than you admit to, that's for sure. But we've had some great times at Fogo. That's a really good salad bar. It's like the only salad bar out there that I know other than a place like Whole Foods. 
but it is really, really great. This is what you call one fancy schmancy salad bar for $15 for lunch. You absolutely cannot beat it. The Merlotons stink. They do. I've got a pot of Merlotons boiling away and they stink, but they are soft enough where I'm about to, after the show, I'm going to puree them and see what happens when I do that and see if I can make anything good out of a big old batch of Merlotons. I have my doubts. I must say I have my doubts. <clears throat> five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Is anyone going to a Revion? There are a few around town and they used to be a really big deal. I don't know, guys, I guess about 15, 20 years ago, they were a major deal. A long time ago. Yeah, I remember, Tom, when you were doing like but, three Revions But this a week. one <laughs> it appears to be, although I can't seem to get a, crazy. something on this, is that it's, uh, it's come a long way and it's, uh, the, the pieces have... Well, it's just a weird year, you know? And, you don't know uh, if any, anything's happening. And we I got don't, a Pelican Club thing on Revion today. Go ahead, what? Well, what I, uh, I have seen lately is that it's, uh, it's not really functioning. Uh, but I couldn't get a hold of somebody. What, the Revion? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and there was that one year where it went pretty much I know that, out I know that Pelican totally. Club kind of leads the pack with the Revion as well as um, Culinary. And they sent us their Revion menu which is probably like the menu that they keep throughout the year. As a matter of fact, the Revion menu is the same as the culinary menu, which has been running the entire time. Yeah, pretty much true. So most people have, essentially what it is, is it's an abbreviated menu, except not the Pelican Club's case. It's pretty much their menu. But it's, it's uh, in a lot of restaurants, they're doing an abbreviated COVID menu. I know. I'm, we, and every time we go out to eat, of restaurants, we get yeah, to buy it. Yeah. If you have a couple of restaurants, a lot of times the menu will become one restaurant menu for all three and picking up dishes from all three of the restaurants. It's a little bit weird, as everyone knows. We've well, been at I, it for nine months now. Everybody so. has few uh, moments. So we're used to it. Yeah. What? Well, a lot of us have unusual uh Coming backs from yes. whatever it is we like. Yes. You Tom, know what you can do? You can come back to our regular show here. It's uh, no Tom menu. Tom is so excited. He's got his and phone back. It's like, any day. It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like his arm's been missing and now it's back. Remember Tom, uh, Tomas Bistro, Tom? What? Used to love, used to love Tomas Bistro. Remember Tomas Bistro? Tomas Distro. No. Nope. No, I can't say I've ever heard it at all. Yeah, well, Bistro is what I'm saying. B-I-S-T-R-O, Tomas Bistro. Bistro, okay. I remember yeah. a lot of restaurants called Bistro. Yeah, because that's what they are. But um, but Tomas Bistro, which is on the corner of Magazine and Julia, or was on the corner of Magazine and Julia. What an interesting building. It was always a really interesting building. I don't know what they're doing with it now, mm. because when Tommy um, Andrade... Yep. Still out when there. When Tommy Andrade... I think he's retired from He is retired, now. yeah. When he um, sold all of his holdings to Creole Cuisine Group... He had a great career. Oh, he's he one did. of my favorite people in that category. His career. It's incredible. He came here as an immigrant and sold the whole bunch of everything 
for our, what, six or seven million dollars? A lot of property in the warehouse district. He did really, really well. So now he was retired to his horse farm across the river and flies his plane. But um, Tomas Bistro was a really interesting restaurant. I thought it was a great space. It was really, in its own way, romantic, I thought. And then they had this room that was kind of like a patio room. And then if you just wandered, you just kept wandering all the way back and there was a venue in the back and it was... You never knew where you'd stop. Yeah, it was sort of like a meandering building. And I don't know what... And he lived upstairs. I think he probably does still live upstairs in, when he's in town. Right around the corner, he and his wife, they would have their they dog. They lived upstairs with they, the dogs, yeah. And they're their dog and, uh, yeah. and that was right above the restaurant. Yeah. But what was weird about it is that they um, they sold, it's like they kept adding on, and then there was this parking lot, and then it was just this massive holding down there in the warehouse district, and the venue at the very tail end of this meandering property was also really a cool space. And I wonder if the Creole cuisine people are using that as venue space because I haven't heard anything about it. I hope it's not just sitting there because it was a really, really cool place. No, I think they... You liked the food, too, a the, lot. The, uh, the company that took them over kind of turned it into Creole something... Creole cuisine. un to me. Um, there, I'm sure there are people who like this, but it's not, I'm not it, one of them. I'm trying to think of what it is. It was just a place that you could, uh, could what did they sit turn down to and look. Las Bistro into? I know they did. Maybe they don't even have have it as anything now. I don't know. But um, but it was really cool in its day. And that was where Guy Sockrider was. And I know that you really liked him. Mm -hmm. Guy Sockrider, who is now at Briquette, when last I heard. Uh-huh. But you liked, you liked the food at Tomas Bistro, I remember, a lot. To Tomas... Uh, you used to go to Tomas Bistro a lot because it was close to the radio station and you liked to hang out with Tommy. Do you remember it, Tomas? Not exactly. Uh, I remember it being kind of ordinary. Really? Yeah, that's, uh, that well, really was, stuck out to me. I think it was Mexican me. at first. It was. I think it was like we, a Mexican uh, place at first because I... I think Tommy's from Guatemala, maybe. Anyway, um, and then it became that upscale American place. And that's when I think you really started to like it. But it's been an interesting bunch I of always did like it. I mean, Tommy, restaurants. Tommy Andrade, he was, to my thoughts, the best front-of-the-door guy uh, in New Orleans. So you could walk in. He, he would love everything about you and knew all about you, and he would have wonderful... What was the guy from the Pontchartrain, Tom? There were two the, really famous maitre d's. I know, two different guys. He was at the Roosevelt. Two, I, Tommy, okay, was, Tommy at, was at Sazerac, yes. But but um, the other guy at the Pontchartrain, I'm trying to think of his name, but there were two really, really famous uh, maitre d's. Know, All right, bottom of the hour we, news time, Louisiana yeah. Radio Network. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. A bipartisan congressional COVID relief bill introduced today would restart federally boosted unemployment payments for 10 weeks, but does not include another round of stimulus checks. Senator Bill Casty signed on to the effort and says that's because this is not a stimulus. It is a what can we do to meet the needs of the American people. 
Federally boosted unemployment would be set at $300 a week on top of what the state provides. It is unclear whether the bill has majority support in either chamber. And State Superintendent of Education Cade Brumley says of the 800,000 plus students in Louisiana's K-12 system, only 4,400 have tested positive for COVID since classes resumed. Brumley argues keeping kids at school may be safer than other options. We know uh, that when many kids aren't at school that they're not practicing some of the safe behavior that we know are important to combat the virus. Schools were allowed to remain in phase three while most of the rest of the state had to move back to phase two. Louisiana Radio Network. This holiday season, give them the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Buy them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to fashionable accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide is packed with great ideas for everyone on your list. For a gift that keeps on giving all year long, pick up the quiet, lightweight, and long-running performance of the Steel AK Homeowner Series of battery-powered tools. Convenient all-in-one sets featuring tool, battery, and charger start at only $199.95. Legendary steel performance is easy to use, easy to give, and hard to beat. Find the perfect gifts and wrap up all your holiday shopping at your local steel dealer. Or shop online at steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers while supplies last. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid, you'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge December 4th, Russell Batiste and Friends, December 11th, Little Freddie King, and December 18th, Chris Royal and Dark Matter. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I think that's true of everyone. Two of everyone. I think it's true of everyone. Tim, do you like a Gershwin tune? Imagine I love them. My goodness. How how do you ever get tired of listening to that? There you go. That's right. That voice you hear is our neighbor. You don't get tired of it. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome, Tom. Now, Tim, you know that Tom so sounds great when he sings that. He does. This I is, don't blame I him know. for doing all the intros and exits. I enjoy I, them. I know. I do, too. We wish we could get him to do some more. Tim McNally is that voice that you hear, and uh, you can hear him after we leave every day. He is on from fo- uh, 4 to 5 every day, and he talks about dining and whining 
No, that's Tom. Wait, never mind. <laughs> Spirits. Tim McNally has a book out called Sazerac. Thanks for being with us, Tim. Mary, thanks for the invitation. And Tom, it's, it's good to be here with you guys at the same time. We never get to be on the same really? time. We keep inviting you, you to, to chime in. I mean that when I say chime in. If you're listening, just chime in. Well, well, we'll I hate to pit. interfere with the obvious good-looking uh, patois yeah. you guys have going. <laughs> well, uh, what is it? What, that, what are we going to miss? looking for it. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, so tell well, us about your book. Well, the book is uh, single-titled, so it's not hard to find. It's called Sazerac. And uh, what we do is we talk about the uh, history of this most amazing New Orleans drink. Uh, that comes from the 1840s, and we tie in a whole lot of New Orleans uh, history along the way, uh, bringing it up to present day. So tell us about the Sazerac. I mean, who, who invented it? Obviously, it was here, but who was it? I'm sure it's some pharmacist, huh? Yeah, it is. It was uh, Emile Peychaud, who uh, had an uh, apothecary on Royal Street in the 400 block. Uh, and he um, um, determined that uh, he wanted to, as all pharmacists did, want to do something special for his clients who were not having any pains or aches. Mm -hmm. So this, he invented the Sazerac um, uh, and probably invented the drink uh, itself somewhere in the late 1830s. And, but in about 1842 to 1844, somewhere in there, decided to add cognac to the recipe. And the cognac he added to the recipe was called Sazerac, a forge fee. Uh, and because we were still French back then. Uh -huh. uh, and, um, and so uh, that changed everything. Sazerac is certainly have, uh, having a resurgence of hipness, I would say. It certainly well, has over the years, but uh, sometimes you wish they did something a little bit better than they have done. But uh, it on the, the on the host, it's you can do just. Do you like Sazerac's, Tom? Oh yeah. You do. Yeah, that's uh, we were going to have that uh, as our. Uh, There's an event that takes place in, right after um, Thanksgiving, and. Uh, it's no, Jesuit, probably. Jesuit uh -huh. High School. Oh, yeah, they do like their Sazeracs. Do you like Sazeracs, too? And uh, I don't, I'm not saying that they uh, wrote a lot of Sazeracs, but uh -huh. uh, but it was, uh, they, we always had a contest as to which is the best, that or the, uh, there was another that was the, the main part. Uh, uh, what's the, the white one? What's that one? The one they shake forever. Oh, Ramos Jin Fizz. Well, Finn Jizz. Ramos Jin Fizz. That's part yeah. of it. Uh -huh. What's the rest of it? There's a little more in there, isn't there? It's a Ramos Jin Fizz. Okay. It's, about, it's all about the wrist action, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. What exactly is a Sazerac? It's uh, this whiskey over here. Tom, I noticed that you did move some stuff there. You were looking for the Southern Comfort the other day, but that's where you put it. Yeah, I put yeah. it right where it yeah. used to be. Yeah. Right, right up here. Okay, so what's a Sazerac? That's one of it, and then you have uh, the kind of cocktail item would come up on your knee, mm -hmm. and uh, what burrs into that is uh, has that. Uh, what's the other thing we talk about like that? It's a, a, a Tim, help him out. It's you know. I'm not sure in, where he's going. Into your 
the uh, Sazerac. The description <clears throat> of the Sazerac. Ruffier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The original Sazerac was cognac and absinthe, <laughs> along with some bitters. And that is what Peychaud really created was the bitters. This is a very good explanation of it. Well, good. He, he wrote create, a book. He better have it. He wrote a book <laughs> of it. Of the Sazerac? <laughs> he, he created the bitters as all pharmacists did because the medicine yeah. back in those yeah. days, in the 1830s, 1840s, just tasted awful. And so bitters were an organic material, which contained a lot of alcohol. A lot of bitters are at 40, 44% alcohol. Oh, and, my goodness, really? And, yeah, a lot, yes, yeah. true. So the bitters would go and they in. Had, that was just the beginning. There were a lot of other drinks. <laughs> then you add that. alcohol to it, right? Yeah, could be. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's that. what a cocktail really is, obviously. A cocktail is made up of a certain amount of um, a pieces, parts, uh, which includes uh -huh. an alcohol base, includes some sort of a flavoring agent, uh, mm -hmm. and then it includes the bitters. That's in the, its purest form. That's what a cocktail is. Uh, the Sazerac, uh, back in uh, Peychaud's days, had Peychaud's bitters in it because he invented them. Of course, he's going to use them. It had in cognac, again, because we were a French community, and he added in absinthe mm -hmm. to it in order to give it uh, that additional flavor kick. And so uh, that was the original Sazerac cocktail. In the 1880s, 1890s, into the turn of the century, uh, absinthe, as did all French wines, were in short supply, thanks to the phylloxera epidemic in France at that period of time. And that is when New Orleans stepped up and said, you know, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of rye whiskey around here because obviously we were the through port for a lot of the whiskeys coming out of Kentucky. And so uh, we took the uh, cognac component, deleted that out of there and put in rye whiskey into the, uh, into the mix. Well, no wonder I don't drink Sazeracs. They, they sound really alcoholic. They are quite alcoholic. <laughs> And they will kick you right in. And it sounds like you it. Have sounds like candy. quite a punch for sure. Yeah, it's wow. just this is for not for sissies. You you've got the Sazerac. <laughs> well, you're, I'm you're, definitely you're a, a sissy. You're on a punch. All <laughs> so, right, Tim. How long were you working on the book? Uh, it was about two years. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you people have put out books. You know how it goes. Um, mm -hmm. You stay after it. You do your research, uh, and then suddenly the muse visits you from time to time. And uh, you sit down and, and write a little bit about it. So, uh, but I, I really, I, I couldn't figure out an approach to the topic. Although the Sazerac, as you too well know, is the official cocktail of the city of New Orleans, as mm -hmm. determined by the Louisiana legislature in 2008. So I wanted to give full homage to the Sazerac. To me, Sazerac cocktails are one of those things that once you get about 50 miles outside of New Orleans, you don't get a good one. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I wanted to be sure that we told the story of the Sazerac in parallel to the history of New Orleans from the 1840s. Mm -hmm. um, where is the book available? Uh, Fortunately for me and anybody that wants one, the book is available. Obviously, Amazon uh, is there. Oh, uh, but Octavia, yeah, that's authored by an 
somebody who also wrote a book. And uh, it's pretty good, I remember, and it uh, had a lot of uh, information yeah, about a lot of as things. Yeah, they so, often do. <clears throat> All right, so, it was a woman, um, young woman. So uh, who and also wrote a book about the Sazerac? A lot too. What? Who also wrote a book about the Sazerac? Somebody also wrote a book. Uh, I'm yeah, sure she, there have been a lot of books about the Sazerac. Did. If I had but the this book, one I'd is the most here. recent, and so where else? Where can you get it, Tim? Besides yeah, there Amazon? really hasn't so much been a book along these lines. There, I, I didn't want to, you know, do Me Too stuff. So I really focus strictly on the Sazerac. There's a lot of cocktail books out there that contain yeah. the Sazerac information uh -huh. in it, but I wanted uh -huh. to contain, I wanted to tie the Sazerac development into the story of our city. And so that's what we did. The book is available, it's from LSU Press. So uh -huh. it's on their website as well. It's available at Octavia Books and Grand Cru, the wine shop in um, uh, the Faubourg, has the book, as does the Sazerac House on Canal I was Canal about to say, Street. it better be at the Sazerac House. It is. Sure. It is. Yes, it's there. <laughs> okay, it's there. good. So if you have a cocktail-loving person on your Christmas list, this would be a great gift for them for Christmas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tim, you want to hold on? Can you hold on for a little bit? Sure, absolutely. When, yeah, I'm with we're going to take a break. And, uh, and we will come back, and I want to talk to you about you, because I'm kind of curious about you. I run into you all over town, but I don't know your background. So, oh, um, that, that could be trouble for all of us. <laughs> and, then, and then you mentioned something about champagne, so I'd like a couple of, of your favorite champagnes for people to start looking for as we head into holiday season. Cool. So we have Tim McNally on the line. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back with him to finish up this hour. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Annadel's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadel's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeedy. We are back. 556-9696. If you would like to talk to Tim McNally, he's our guest. He is also our neighbor on WGSO, his show, The Dying Wine and Spirit Show, follows ours. So we thought we would bring him in here a little bit early and, <clears throat> and have him tell us about his new book, the uh, book, Sazerac. Oh, I want to mention this. 
uh, before we go back to Tim, um, if you have your grillers, you have your grillers on your Christmas list, go to Basil's Ace Hardware where you're going to find some specials for Christmas, like the Weber New Smoke Fire Pellet Grill, $200 off. They have a bunch of big green egg packages and accessories in stock and ready to go to your Christmas list grillers. All right, so Tim is back. I want to hear about you, Tim. I run into you, but I don't know much about you. So tell us, are you from here? That's been good so far, though, hasn't it? That's worked. <laughs> that's, that's been good so far. No, not originally. I uh, am from, uh, and I apologize for this at all times, I'm from Dallas originally and mm -hmm. uh, visited uh, this beautiful city when I was in high school, fell in love, and have been in love ever since. Now, your wife is from where? Here, here. Okay, so she's from here. Okay, Absolutely. so when you say you fell in love, you also fell in love with her and the city. Not at that time, not in high school. Okay. We didn't meet quite that early. Okay. Um, and uh, I went, I had to go back to Texas, and I finished my schooling up there. I uh, uh, was a journalism graduate at North Texas, and, uh, and then immediately came to South Louisiana, lived originally in Lafayette, loved every moment of that. And then uh, moved, I always wanted to be in New Orleans, though, and then moved over here. I was in the marketing uh, business uh, at that time. That's when I met Brenda. And uh, okay. we had a wonderful relationship. She got me into wine. And so we went to a lot of wine tastings. We joined a lot of wine organizations. And uh, that kind of took me... Uh, as well as the marketing career, it took me all the way up until the turn of the last century, uh, mm -hmm. which makes me sound old because I am. I was about to say, and it sounds like you've lived a couple yeah, of centuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and then uh, the uh, station director at WGSO uh, wanted to do some weekend programming, lifestyle programming, and asked me if I would do a radio show in 2001. Oh gosh, and, have you been on the air that long? My goodness. Uh, yeah, you you've been busy though, so it's okay. So anyway, oh, I uh, I went ahead and uh, took that gig, uh, and then goodness. along the way, I was approached by WWL to go on their station, uh, and uh, so we were there for two years on WWL, uh, and then returned to mm -hmm. 990 WGSO. Uh, about um, six, seven years ago, maybe a little longer than that, after Katrina. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So, <clears throat> so if you, is your first love cocktails or wine? Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Without any doubt, yes. Uh, I, uh, I've got a foot in both camps, and um, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm an American. I don't have to make a choice about such matters. And so, so we, uh, we spend a lot of time uh, in the cocktail world and uh, researching and enjoying and tasting. And then I've always spent a lot of time in the wine world. I uh, have done a lot of professional wine judgings. I used to do 12 a year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, prior to uh, the uh, the COVID experience, so we're not mm -hmm. doing any travel along those lines. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so we've we've got we've got we've got it all going on, so to speak, in terms of um, alcohol. <laughs> okay, so if I wanted to find some obscure, affordable 
makes a statement, fantastic champagnes, like three, that you would recommend, what would you think is something that we should look for? Well, let me tell you something about champagne that is sort of true of other items, but is not completely as true as it is of champagne. You are going to get what you pay for. Champagne's price does determine the quality of the champagne itself. Now, as in all things, the only way to really judge the quality is to find out what you like. And champagne, as you well know, has to come from a particular region of France called Champagne. Mm -hmm. In order to be called Champagne, it must be called that. And maybe you don't want to pay $50 for a bottle of champagne uh, to have it. And maybe you can find a style of sparkling wine that is called a Cremant, C-R-E-M-A-N-T. And a Cremant is a wine done as champagne is done. It is done in the method traditionnelle, is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is sparkling wine done just like champagne, but it's not from the champagne region. Are we talking California? Mm, no, California does sparkling wine. Uh, France does Cremant. Oh, okay. Uh, and and so we're talking about ah, wines from so the Loire Valley. So you're talking Loire about a French Valley. wine. You're talking yeah, about a French wine, but yeah. not from Champagne. Okay. That, that is a French sparkling okay. wine, not okay. from Champagne, but is done in the style of Champagne. Okay. Those wines are cheaper, uh, are extremely interesting because they are not limited to the grapes that are defined to be used in the Champagne region. Okay. So you will find other grapes in those wines, and those wines are usually somewhere in the $30, $35 range, which is about half the price of a lot of champagne. Yeah, yeah. So okay. if you like that, and they're all the same uh, stylistic, that if you see a Brut on there or a Blanc de Noir or a Blanc de Blanc on the label, that is the same designation as the champagnes wear. Hmm. So name some names. What should we look for? Well, I, I, um, uh, sadly, I, my, my tastes far outnumber my pocketbook, and um, I, I like champagne. <laughs> so you don't so, bother with the cremant at so, all, okay? Yeah, yeah I, I blame my parents for that. I blame my parents for two things. Number one, they didn't have me in New Orleans. And number two, they did not give me the means to satisfy my expensive taste. Oh, hmm. So it's their fault. It's, it's all yeah. blaming on this. I hold it against them. But at any rate, uh, we are very close to a <laughs> champagne called Tribo, T-R-I-B-A-U-T, uh -huh. um, which is relatively uh, new to New Orleans. Uh, but it's uh, an old line champagne uh, made by the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, they do a fabulous job at all levels. And they, in fact, have a particular <clears throat> style of Trebo where they actually seal the bottle in the old way, uh, in the only way they could do it back in the 1800s. And that way is to put the cork into the top of the bottle and then tie the cork down with yarn. And so if you're going to open up a bottle of that, that it's not expensive. like... expensive. It isn't, but it's, it's 
sixty dollars, fifty dollars. It isn't a matter of twisting the cage, the metal part that encapsulate the cork uh -huh. on every almost every bottle. You need a pair of scissors to snip the yarn uh -huh. to get that cork out of there. Do they use the yarn in lieu of the cage, or do they use the cage on top of the yarn? They have other styles that use the metal cage, mm -hmm. but in this particular style, I believe it's called Brut Origine, uh, is, hmm. uh, is the yarn <laughs> is on the bottle, which I, it wow. makes her a, an amazing presentation. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give us another one. Um, Do you have I, any California sparklings? Oh, I love, I love, I, I think as we have matured as a wine right. country, yeah. uh -huh. and we have, uh, some of the California wines, which, uh, like Schramsberg, which was mm -hmm. here, uh, not an outgrowth of a French wine company. I do uh, love Schramsberg. Oh, they do a great job. <laughs> and also <laughs> Domaine Carneros. Which mm -hmm. is an outgrowth uh, of a Calif of a French wine company, uh, mm -hmm. Champagne Tatanjay, oh. Tatanjay, okay. and uh, it is it is terrific stuff. Uh, so uh, if uh, you've got that over that those people looking over your shoulder that have been making champagne since 1750, uh, <laughs> you know you're going to do a good job even when you get to the New World. So Domaine Carneros is affiliated with Tatanjay. Yes. Okay. All right. And then you were thinking of Domaine Chandon, yeah. which was one of the original French wine company outposts that came to California to because they saw that the climate, that the grapes that could be grown, uh, where uh, what they could get out of those grapes in terms of flavors and mm -hmm. acids and things like that could work. Okay. Now, now um, weird is, is, I know that Moet Chandon, are together in something. What is that? Well, they... what they Chandon is the mother house of Domain Chandon. Oh, okay. And it's Moite Chandon, M-O-E-T. Okay. He was Dutch. Mm. So and so that's why you have the umlaut over the E. Mm -hmm. And um, what they Chandon, I mean now that's Dom Perignon, so I mean that's a, a beautiful mm -hmm. bottle of wine under any conditions. Mm -hmm. Not cheap, however. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not as much a fan of that as I probably should be. I think there are other ones that I, I prefer to that. And, um, and you know, it's everywhere and it's like the, the generic, oh, look at me champagne, but I don't, I don't get it. I mean, well, you know, you get what you like. <laughs> so somewhere in that vast inventory of uh, wines that are, it's pretty extensive. Uh, yeah, somewhere in there, you're going to find something you like. Yeah. So is there is there a hidden one like the one you said, Trebo? You said Trebo. Yeah, Trebo is excellent. Yeah, yeah that, that's uh, available that. all over town. I'm that's all over town. Look. Yeah, I want to go yeah. look for that. I've never I know Aquista Pace on your side of the lake. Has yeah. It. Well, they, they have they everything. Have yeah. Yeah. So okay, so if you had one mid-price little sleeper that nobody knows about but you and a few other people but you're going to give it to us right now what would that be <laughs> well you know it, it's it's a it's a uh question of taste and price and i sort of think it depends on the occasion on the people you are with you need to pick out a bottle that fits into those elements okay i like crisp i like crisp dry tart and and are you looking for a mid-range or a high range yeah, or what are we looking for sleeper, here? a mid-range sleeper 
I, I would look for something in the $50 range. Trebo fits into that. Okay, um, I'm going to try that. I'd be, but anyway. I would be very careful because a lot of people talk about these grower champagnes. Mm -hmm. It's a category. Uh, they are champagnes. But I'd be very careful with that because their flavor profiles tend to run all over the map. And sometimes you find one that you go like, wow, that wasn't very good. Uh -huh. uh, so uh, when people try to push a grower champagne at you, um, <laughs> keep both <laughs> eyes open. Keep your grower champagne to yourself. All yeah. right, Tim, we got to wind it up. Uh, I will consider this your your promo. Uh, listen to Tim. He's going to be on in two minutes on the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And we'll have you on again to talk about some Marianne and Tom, thank you very okay, much. You thank you. It. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks. All right. That was Tim McNally, the author of the new book, Sazerac, which is available, sounds like all over town, certainly at the Sazerac House, also on Amazon. It's the history of the Sazerac. So uh, have a look out for that. We are just about done. I want to tell you to go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, if you missed any of this show or you want to tell your friends about it, and please do that. They can listen on the Simple Radio app live by downloading it free, typing in 990 New Orleans, or they can go to the website, nomenu.com, and get the podcast. We also have a newsletter you can sign up for there. It comes out twice a week. Has all kinds of good stuff in it. Tom's vintage pieces, what's happening around town, and new openings from COVID. And please follow us on Instagram at the New Orleans Menu. That does it for us. Join us tomorrow at the same time, two to four. WGSO New Orleans. Good night. Time for news. The best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. Extra protection to continue during the Biden administration is investigation of the origins of the FBI's 2016 Russia probe. Barr also saying the Justice Department has not uncovered any widespread voting fraud that could have changed the 2020 election outcome. The big talk on Capitol Hill on Tuesday, COVID-19 relief. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell expressing confidence about reaching a deal. I felt the first thing we needed to do was to find out what the president would in fact sign. We believe we've got the answer to that. The Kentucky Republican among those talking with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, as is Speaker of the House Democrat Nancy Pelosi. It's the first time her and Mnuchin have talked since October 26th. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with balance of nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I've had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code 
USA. As coronavirus cases across the country do continue to spike, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell tells a Republican-led Senate committee looking into the economic response to COVID-19 that millions of Americans are still suffering. The economic downturn has not fallen equally on all Americans, and those least able to bear to shoulder the burden have been hardest hit. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin also testifying in that hearing, saying the economy is continuing to recover from the devastating impacts of the outbreak. Another politician saying one thing and doing the exact opposite. How can anyone take these lockdowns serious when politicians do the very thing they're telling you not to do? Los Angeles Supervisor Sheila Cool voted to ban all outdoor dining last Tuesday. She referred to outdoor dining as a most dangerous situation. Then hours after her vote, Cool got caught visiting a restaurant in Santa Monica and dined outdoors. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. You're listening to USA Radio News. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Cold tonight, chilly temperatures in the morning, a milder afternoon and a nicer warm-up tomorrow, a warmer afternoon Thursday as well. Both afternoons are back in under the 60s. Tomorrow morning, starting off in the 30s and 40s, throughout the day warming up to high into the mid-60s, increasing clouds but dry. By tomorrow night, scattered showers, lows of 40s and 50s. Thursday afternoon, upper 60s with widely scattered showers, chance of isolated activity Friday coming to an end with a chillier high to the upper 50s. A single car accident victim can require as as many as 100 pints of blood. That's why the American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org. The American Red Cross needs you to donate blood today. Make an appointment or find the nearest blood drive by visiting www.redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. Well, I hope you're happy. I hope if you wanted cooler weather, 
you're happy because you have it. This is unbelievable. 55 degrees out there, and that is our high. That's it. We've reached it. We're done. It's not going up anymore, and in fact, tonight, we're going to be heading down on the south shore. We're going to be heading down into the mid-40s. So, as Henry was just noting, throw another blanket on the bed or get your dog to sleep on you. Uh, get that body warmth going. It's going to be cold tonight, and uh, if you're not good at cold weather, and I am not, it is not at all comfortable. So uh, we're going to be uh, warming up a little bit tomorrow. Tomorrow we should be about 10 degrees higher during the day, about 10 degrees higher tomorrow night, and then uh, on Thursday we'll be back up into the lower 70s. But there is rain possibilities for Thursday. So that will take care of the humidity factor. And uh, Thursday night, we're going to dip back down into the lower 50s. So we're on a bit of a roller coaster here. Uh, keep in mind that when you step outside, you need to uh, wear, wear a wrap, wear a jacket. Do not uh, go out there in those shirt sleeves that you've been doing uh, since March, since since way before in the year. Uh, not, uh, not a good way to go at all. Uh, let's get right into it here. Cause I've got a gentleman standing by that. I just, I, I don't often say this about somebody, but I love this guy. I, this guy is one of my favorites in town. Jeff beach bum is right here with us. Jeff, how are you? Oh, very fine. My ears are burning now. Love you too, though, Tim. No. Good. <laughs> See, it's mutual. That works. That's okay. Guys can say those kind of things. Sure they can. Well, hey, one author to another, right? I just, your Sazerac book's amazing. Love it. Oh, thank you. Very kind. Thank you very much. Well, I don't have to tell you how amazing your books are. We own all of them. And uh, I love what you do. Jeff, you are the guy, the go-to guy maybe in the world that I'm aware of for the tiki culture. Can you explain tiki for us? Yeah, it's, um, it started off the day after prohibition ended, uh, December, 1933, a guy from new Orleans or his family was from new Orleans, uh, Texas claims him for their own. Um, Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant who changed his name to Don, the beachcomber opened up the beachcomber cafe and it was the world's first tiki bar. He kind of single-handedly created, the tiki bar and and what we now call tiki drinks back then they just called them you know exotic cocktails or tropical drinks uh he did that in oakland is that correct that was his biggest competitor trader vic oh um, trader Tr vic's was in oakland ah where yeah, was gantz where did he open up his restaurant bar he was right off of hollywood boulevard on mccadden place right near the egyptian gotcha. theater in a okay. hotel lobby and uh and he he uh, got the movie crowd in there and you know marlena dietrich orson wells howard hughes all these people were coming in and trying these revolutionary new tropical drinks um and um the newspapers got a hold of it and the radio shows and for it just went from coast to coast 150 copycats opened up and uh, it kept going all the way through the 40s 50s 60s 70s in the 50s you had the Bali high at the beach opening up on lake archer train park uh, every city had a place like that, you know, all inspired by Don. And um, uh, it, by the 70s, by the disco era, it was starting to die out. It was kind of like, you know, un drinking cocktails in general was considered uncool by the kids. Uh, and uh, the counterculture. Not this kid, cool. by the way. <laughs> Not this kid. Um, so uh, basically, as far as the, the resurgence that we've got now with all these tiki bars opening up around the world, new ones inspired by Don and Trader Vic. Um, the, the, in the 80s and 90s, it was kind of the dark ages of the cocktail. 
Um, I lived through them. You couldn't get a decent drink anywhere. Um, everything was like bottled sour mix and canned um, oh, pina colada awful. mix. And, awful. Yeah, you remember, remember those days? Oh, yes. Awful. And then, then we have this cocktail. Well, I mean, it, it never really happened in New Orleans, though. I mean, New Orleans had its own drinking culture. I mean, you could still get decent New Orleans-style cocktails. With fresh ingredients. Own, yeah, including their own famous um, tropical drink, you know, the what, the hurricane uh, that was a you know, New Orleans created uh, Don Beach style drink. So anyway, uh, long story short, you had the dark ages in the 80s and 90s, and then this cocktail renaissance we're all living through now, which is great. Um, and tiki started to come back slowly. It was kind of the redheaded stepchild of the cocktail renaissance. Nobody really wanted anything to do with it because they didn't know how good the drinks could be. I mean, all through the if you became a uh, drinker in the 80s, 90s, early aughts, and you went to a tiki bar. It was a slushy, syrupy, cruise ship kind of drink, and nobody sure, wanted to be associated with it. And where I come in is I started publishing these little booklets with uh, original recipes from the 30s and 40s, and people started to discover, hey, wait a minute, these were craft cocktails, you know, 70 years before anybody was using that term, and uh, and now it's back. Jeff, what was the separator here back when Tiki really took off in the 30s, the late 30s, going into the 40s? Was it the fresh fruit in conjunction with the spirits? Was that the separator? Yeah, well, the thing was, these these drinks were, um, uh, they were kind of very closely guarded trade secrets. Um, you know, no, you didn't want any other bar or restaurant to get the recipes you were serving. And they became famous for having secret ingredients, like not just fresh citrus, and they all used fresh citrus, and they all used quality spirits and liqueurs, but also the, um, the, the old school tiki bartenders made their own syrups and their own bitters and tinctures, and you know, they kept those recipes top secret. So you had uh, flavors in your drink that people never experienced before uh, tiki became a thing. I mean, you had like cinnamon, vanilla, um, you know, passion fruit syrups, and all kinds of really arcane stuff. And that's what really separated these drinks from standard post-prohibition cocktails and what made them so popular for so long. I guess the other thing that I saw, and, and if you go back, of course, pre-prohibition, that's the only way to measure it because during prohibition, you'd throw out any swill and people would drink it uh, if it had an alcohol content. But the tiki drinks were actually, when they were brought to you, were works of art in special glasses and it was almost a shame to get into them and ruin that work of art. <laughs> That's right. And that was before Instagram and, and camera phones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they uh, they the theatricality was a big draw. I mean, I think that's an, one of the reasons I, why these drinks became so popular. I mean, they were served in a hollowed-out coconut or a hollowed-out pineapple or a special tiki mug or a bowl, and they would serve them flaming. They'd serve them with little uh, ice shells around the straw, like cones, rather, and um, very anything they could think of to make the presentation, um, you know, as as nice to the eye as was to the tongue. Now, you, like I, found the light and moved from somewhere to New Orleans to mm -hmm. because you felt that this town fit better with who you were than wherever the hell you were. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, and I did the same thing. Where did you come from, Jeff? And tell us your story of getting to New Orleans. Yeah, well, I was in um, Los Angeles for most of my life, um, you know, and um, was in the movie business, and all that stuff, all that work started to dry up, or you know, in the early aughts or so. And um, my wife and I realized we didn't have to live in LA anymore. Nobody lives in LA because they want to; um, it's always because of the work. Um, and um, 
you know, said, well, where are we going to go? And right around that time, 2005, we were invited to Tales of the Cocktail uh, to give a little spirited dinner at uh, Court of Two Sisters. And um, neither of us, oddly enough, had ever been to New Orleans before. And when we stepped off the shuttle into the French Quarter right off the, right opposite the Monteleone Hotel, and it was like, where the hell has this place been all our lives? You know, <laughs> in, in, in five minutes, we wanted to move here. You know, there, was, there were Juilliard-trained musicians playing on the streets. There were, uh, you know, everybody we met was cool, um, nice, friendly, helpful. Um, the restaurants were amazing. The drinks were amazing. The, the, the culture, the architecture, everything. So it was like, um, yeah, this is, this is it for us. And uh, of course, one week after we got home, we were making all our plans. Um, you guys had a little weather, uh, you know, Katrina hit. And um, yeah. that, that kept us away for a little while, but we always intended to move down. We, we, we moved to Asheville, North Carolina for a little bit, always with an eye to coming down here as soon as we could. You were a Katrina evacuee and you weren't even in Katrina. I wasn't even in the... I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that part of the story. I really do. So, yeah, I had a similar experience. So I came here when I was in high school. And at that time, back in those t days, way back then, you drove into New Orleans uh, on Tulane Avenue. Uh, mm -hmm. There was no expressway. And, mm -hmm. and Tulane was a little better then than it is today, but not much. Well, that explains, uh, that explains all the old hotels that used to line two lanes. That's how you uh, got into town. To... That's how you got, yeah, that's how you came from the airport. So many, yeah, there were so many used, used hotels. Now they're a lot of storage spaces and um, abandoned yeah. and all that, but it abandoned. was like the fountain blue and all that. So anyway, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. You, you go no, 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 that, that's late. exactly is a part of the story. And so that yeah. wasn't, I didn't come into the quarter. I didn't come into the nicest part of town. We came into the, the off of airline highway, which is how you came down, uh, from mm -hmm. Baton Rouge and, uh, and onto Tulane and then into, into the central business district, which wasn't at that time very pretty either. But I mm -hmm. fell in love almost immediately when I hit this town, you just, it's palpable. You feel the difference from where you came from. Yep. Yep. And somebody once told me, might even have been you, um, this town tells you what it wants you to do. Um, you know, you don't come here with an agenda. It, it, if you do, it's going to change. Yeah. And the, the town told us, you know, over the years, you're going to have to open up a restaurant bar here. You know, so it was the only place we ever considered opening. Latitude 29, one of my favorite places to go. Can you stick with us a few minutes, Beach Bum? Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. Tim McNally talking to uh, one of my favorite guys in town who is also, uh, quote, uh, a transplant, but you'd never know it unless you specifically ask that question. He is as New Orleans as anyone is. Jeff Barry is here from Latitude 29. He's got a good Christmas project going. We're going to talk about that when we come back. This is Tim McNally, the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show, WGSO 990 AM. Here's the fat man. We'll be right back. Got my suitcase in my hand Now ain't that a shame I'm leaving here today Yes, I'm going back home to stay Yes, I'm walking to New Orleans You used to be my heart 
The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager, Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans, because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Peek into Brennan's, the Grand Dame restaurant on historic Royal Street in the French Quarter, to find The Roost, a quintessential and elegant southern bar overlooking a lush courtyard that welcomes all to partake in the merriment of New Orleans. The amusing aviary-inspired bar is home not only to the most progressive wine and food experience in New Orleans, but also an innovative cocktail program of traditional classics with distinctly relevant twists by the hand of lead bartender Lou Brow. Pop in and celebrate at Brennan's, Roost Bar at any hour of the day, your Caribbean milk punch awaits. Hey New Orleans, Jack Jelenko again, local wine guy. Winter is right around the corner and that means perfect weather for a delicious red wine. Yamhill Valley Vineyards Estate Pinot Noir. It's a wonderfully balanced red wine from the oldest family estate in McMinnville, Oregon in the Willamette Valley. This is the real McCoy, an estate wine, not a bulk wine from Oregon with a private label stuck on it. And it's a great value around 20 bucks. Ask for it wherever you buy wine. Yamhill Valley Vineyard. Cheers. Hello, Josephine. I did you. Do you remember me, baby? Like I remember you. You used to laugh at me. In Hollywood. I used to walk you home. I used to hold your hand You used to hear them around Every time it rained You used to cry so much well, we lucky or what? Fats on the close, fats on the open. Nothing wrong with any of that. Tim McNally right here, the Dine Wine and Spirit Show on WGSO 990 AM. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Beachbum Barry uh, of Latitude 29 fame down in the quarter. Uh, Jeff, y'all have been open uh, since uh, early October. Are things uh, starting to flow? Yeah, we're um, you know we're we're complying with all of the restrictions as as one must, and um, we're at fifty percent capacity. Um, no seating at the bar, but the lounge tables and the table seating in the dining room are all all available. Uh, best now to make a reservation through the website um, because you know there's half the amount of seats, so you got to make sure you get one. Yeah, um, good a, point. A Especially now. Uh, well, we, the good news is we have the hotel that we're in, the Bienville House, has let us use the um, uh, um, co- the courtyard, the you know the pool area, and that's beautiful. Oh, okay. Night too. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's nice. A few more yeah. tables if you if you you know if you're a little paranoid about being indoors. Uh, that's some outdoor seating. Although even indoors, we've got good cross ventilation going, and um, you know, keep those aerosols from clouding around anybody. 
<laughs> well, you know, the, the good news also is, is uh, your comfort is the main thing, the comfort of the customer, of your clientele. That's very important. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, this thing really doesn't spread in restaurants and bars. This thing is spread with uh, aerosol type things, and it's usually around being with friends. Well, it's, uh, it does, I mean, it can spread in bars and restaurants if you're not careful, and we are very careful. I mean, all of our staff are always masked up, and, um, uh, you know, we keep this air circulation going, and, and we're, we've got the six-feet protocols and all that. So our, the safety of our guests is a, is a huge concern because Gotta so be. is the safety of our staff. You know, we don't, yeah. we don't want yeah. anybody of our own getting sick either. So we're, all, we're very mindful of all that. But in the meantime, um, one of the silver linings of the 50% capacity is we can cram twice as much Christmas decor into the restaurant. <laughs> <for> our... <laughs> and Jeff, no offense, but you've got a lot of crap. Oh, you know, so much crap. It's and a lifetime like... of collecting crap. And now there's 50% more crap because there's 50% more space for it. So we got crap I everywhere. It. I love yeah. it. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. Uh, give out the address. I didn't do that. Please do that, sir. Yeah, we're um, in Bienville House Hotel. The, the street entrance is the one to go on now. It's uh, Peter Street in the French Quarter, um, just a couple of blocks from Canal. Uh, and um, the website is uh, latitude29nola.com, and that'll give you all the info you need. Um, and, uh, you know, because you want to come in um, before New Year's, if you can, between now and New Year's, because we've got our Sip and Santa uh, Christmas pop-up bar going on, and that's just like a, a, an amazingly uh, cool amount of Christmas decor that Mrs. Bum has put up. Uh, and um, <laughs> that's, so that's mixing with the over-the-top tiki decor. So you've got like, you know, your Christmas vacation and your tropical vacations were wrapped up in one there. Uh, Any special, special drinks drink. for uh, Sip oh. and Santa time? Whole menu, whole new. I mean, you can get you can order off our regular menu, but um, we've got a separate sip and Santa cocktail menu with um, you know, about eight drinks on it. Uh, we've got some uh, returning favorites like the sip and Santa cocktail, but we've also got some new ones. We've got the Blitz and Ball for two if you're part of a pod, um, which is uh, rum, allspice, apricot brandy, ginger syrup, all kinds of good stuff, lime juice. We've got a hot drink. Just you know, you were talking about the weather before I came on. Um, it is Christmas. Sweater weather. We do have a hot drink called the Bra Humbug, uh, Scotch and Drambuie and mulled wine syrup. We've got the Runaway Sleigh, the Endless Summer Swizzle. Uh, we've got a Colada, sort of a pumpkin spice coconut cream Colada, the Coloca Colada. So that's uh, so a lot of a lot of stuff to. Um, I love experience. the Rum Rum Rudolph. Oh, that's our shot. Yeah, yeah. We got to. Yeah. You know, they'll warm you up in a hurry, and and all these drinks come with their own specialized glassware. Uh, Christmas glassware that's all also for sale if you're uh, if you're looking for Christmas gifts. I love the idea. I love it. Jeff, I, 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 if I can ask you to stick around for a second, I want you to talk about this a little more because this is all the Sip and Santa promotions all for a good cause. And uh, I want to talk about that and the fact that you're also involved in promotions in Baton Rouge and Lafayette, I understand. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Sip and Santa Outpost. There's, there's uh, bars across the country now doing the Sip and Santa pop-up, but uh, New Orleans is the uh, flagship. That's where it all started with us. Well, when it comes to drinks and having a good time, we should be the flagship. We're the guys. You were, exactly. I mean, where else but this city, right? 
<laughs> exactly right. So uh, is is there any uh, uh, food attached to this uh, type of thing? Uh, the sip and uh, is, is it all drinks? We, no, it's our regular food menu. That we've got small bites and large plates, and um, you know, just you still got the food. ribs. You still doing the ribs? We will always have the ribs, oh, just because I'm so I, happy. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to eat if we didn't have the ribs. <laughs> well, it's been good for you. You got you, your skin's beautiful, so there you go. You got great skin. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to attribute that to the ribs, is the way it goes. Ten uh, percent of of all the proceeds are going to uh, uh, James Beard Foundation um, campaign, right? That's correct for uh, restaurant workers and uh, and um, you know essential workers and people who are having a tough time of it during the whole COVID thing. Well, I, it applies to almost everybody, but at the restaurant workers in particular, as you well know, your industry has been hammered uh, with all of yeah. this, and, well, and I think, it's sad. I think we, we here in, in the world have felt it more than a lot of other places because this is a restaurant town. Uh, this, is, um, this is where it's at for restaurants and, and bars, and um, when you can't go to a restaurant or a bar, it's you're talking about a lot of people out of work. You know, so. And there are, sadly. And, and not just that. I mean, you've got folks in the back that uh, mm -hmm. I know you don't have. Nobody has a full staff anymore. They don't need a full staff anymore, unfortunately. And mm -hmm. you got people that are roaming the streets. And you've got musicians uh, yeah. out there. Uh, this, this is, you're right. We've been, we've been hit particularly hard. So uh, can I get you to stick with us for a second again, Jeff? You're very kind yes, with sir. your time. That's very. I want to continue to talk about this. We're talking to uh, Jeff Beachbum Barry. Latitude 29 is the uh, outpost uh, down uh, right by the Bienville House Hotel, but you can't go in that way. you got to go in through Peter's because the hotel is not open right now. And uh, Jeff has his Sip and Santa promotion. We're going to be right back here on the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show, WGSO 990 AM. Don't go away. We're, we're coming back. Do I feel high? This is Bob. Grand Cru is a unique wine and spirit store in the Marigny at 2305 Decatur, right off of Elysian Field. Do you love whiskey? This is Terry. You will find spirits that you need to make your favorite specialty cocktails. A classy place with a neighborhood vibe. Join us for free tastings every Thursday night. And all of our bottles are available at our online store at G-R-A-N-D-E-K-R-E-W-E.com. That's Grand Cru. Find us at the corner of Marigny and Decatur. Call 309-8309 for more information. The gift of good taste and doing good are as close as your phone and Ralph's on the Park restaurant. Gift cards are the perfect gift, always the right size and always appreciated. Ralph's on the Park gift cards benefit displaced employees as they struggle during this most difficult time. Fine dining and good intentions have never gone together so well. Physical gift cards and e-cards are both available at 504-539-5506 on neworleans-food.website and the cards are accepted at all all six Ralph Brennan restaurants. Listeners to the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show make New Orleans the cultured spot on the map that it is. Your message can reach these active people who give our area its reputation as a key destination for great food, amazing beverages, unmatched history, culture, and phenomenal music. These are the people who deserve to hear about you. Call WGSO at 522-5461, and let's get you and your message on the air on the road to sales success. 
We are delighted to welcome you, our valued New Orleans guests, back to the Windsor Court Hotel for the holidays. Whether it's a holiday tea surrounded by the seasonal decor in the lobby, a Friday lunch with friends, or our decadent Revion Thanksgiving and Christmas menus, the Windsor Court Hotel has your plans for the holiday season covered. Please visit windsorcourthotel.com for menus, for more information, and to make reservations. Happy holidays from the Windsor Court, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana senior senators helped develop a $908 billion COVID emergency relief package. Jeff Palermo has the story. The bill seeks to renew federally boosted unemployment payments at $300 a week for 10 weeks and sets up a new payroll protection program fund with an emphasis on restaurants and music venues. Senator Bill Cassidy signed on to the effort. The common ground that we've come to, I think, meets the needs of those most affected by the pandemic. But it does not include a second round of stimulus checks. This is not a stimulus bill. It's unknown if this aid package has majority support in either chamber. I'm Jeff Palermo. And a swingers convention in New Orleans turns into a COVID super spreading event after 41 people who attended the Naughty and Nolans swingers gathering at the Nopsy Hotel test positive for COVID. 250 people total are believed to have attended the event, which was held after being postponed in the summer. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. I'm Matt Doyle. Seniors, do the Medicare checkup. Get all the Medicare help you're eligible for. Your medical needs change every year. Make sure you're enrolled in the best Medicare plan to cover your doctors and drug costs. Get all the benefits that cover your Medicare costs. To get free enrollment help, contact LouisianaAnswers.com. Call 877-340-9100 or go to LouisianaAnswers.com. Ad produced by the state of Louisiana's Governor's Office of Elderly Affairs with a federal grant from Administration for Community Living. The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side is stock full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerachouse.com. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'offine. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot au dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked. So they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy yeah. interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very kind of French street-inspired. We're doing a mini croque-monsieur, mini grilled cheese, little Cajun sliders. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. 
Center. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerachouse.com. This is Jane. Grand Cru is a unique wine and spirit store in the Marigny at 2305 Decatur Street. We are a destination for all wine lovers who are looking for small production wines from all over the world. Grand Cru has an extensive wine and spirit selection with 120 bottles of sparkling wine. And we are dog friendly. Join us for our free tastings every Thursday night. You can find all store events and even shop online at GrandCru.com. G-R-A-N-D-E-K-R-E-W-E. Find us at the corner of Marigny Street and Decatur. Call 504-309-8300 for more information. Cheers! Hey, New Orleans, Jack Jelenko again, local wine guy. With the holidays right around the corner, gatherings may look a little different this year. But what isn't different is that good champagne will play an important role in our celebrations. There's nothing better than champagne. Come on, after this year, you deserve it. I recommend Champagne Trebo, a small family producer near Epernay in the heart of Champagne. They've been making champagne for 95 years, and you won't be disappointed. Ask for it wherever you buy fine wine. Champagne Trebo. Cheers. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. We are delighted to welcome you, our valued New Orleans guests, back to the Windsor Court Hotel for the holidays. Whether it's a holiday tea surrounded by the seasonal decor in the lobby, a Friday lunch with friends, or our decadent Revion Thanksgiving and Christmas menus, the Windsor Court Hotel has your plans for the holiday season covered. Please visit windsorcourthotel.com for menus, for more information, and to make reservations. Happy holidays from the Windsor Court, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Let's get on it, land of a thousand dances. Yeah, this is it. This is that thing. We're here. You're on. You're done. Holiday season in the Crescent City. Tim McNally, the Dine Wine and Spirit Show, WGSO 990 AM. We're talking to Jeff Beachbum Barry. Jeff, you sign your checks like that? <laughs> 
I don't sign any checks. My wife does that. She doesn't oh, want me anywhere good. near the money. Uh, nice to have her around. That's good. That's a good thing at all. So Latitude 29 is the uh, organization uh, doing a little Christmas thing besides overly decorating inside because now they've got the room with the reduced capacity, although I'm sure they'd love to have the capacity and the clientele back. But, uh, you know, Jeff, this is almost uh, an act of true mercy to be open under these conditions. Yeah, it is. We're very thankful. Um, very thankful that, um, you know, our, our staff is, um, we got our A team back. They're all here and, um, it's, uh, it's running nicely and we've got, uh, we've got our regulars coming in. I mean, it's almost all locals now because there's no tourist rate anymore, right. which, uh, you know, which is always nice seeing some familiar faces and, um, uh, we are very happy to be open. I mean, if we, uh, the, it's it's our friends who own bars that do not serve food that are having the the tough time now under the new uh, new rules. But um, since we are a full service restaurant, we we can still have people in. Well, that and that's a wonderful thing. It's also a wonderful thing that when the governor put out uh, the revamped warnings regulations about ten days ago, that uh, New Orleans was not included in the clampdown because we had had a pretty good experience with the uh, COVID infections. Um, I think people in this town are used to adversity, and you know they, they got common they got common sense too. You yeah. know, it's like uh, if doctors are telling them, "Look, you're going to die if you don't do this." They'll do what they got to do, and and don't do what they don't got to do. <laughs> so, um, and I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way the city has been handling everything. Uh, you know, of course, there's blips and problems and little. You know, there's always going to be problems, but uh, but our town's coming through okay compared to a lot of other places in the country. I was in the quarter about a week and a half ago on a Saturday night. We had dinner at Antoine's, which was its oh, usual yeah. wonderful thing. And, uh, yeah, and it just, for about two hours, it just felt normal. You know, it <laughs> felt like, wow, this, this is how it's supposed to be. So like a, a vacation back into 2019, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little throwback. I love it. But uh, when we stepped outside... Uh, it looked like there were, it was a good crowd. It was Saturday night uh, on Royal and Bourbon Streets, um, but they didn't look local. They were running around yeah. there without masks on. You can almost tell the locals. They, yeah, anybody running around Bourbon without a mask on is not a local. You know, that's, it's, it's, I could, I'll bet money on it. Money that my wife won't let me have, but <laughs> if she did, I would, I would bet on it. I mean, they're all people from out of state and they're, and they're taking their, um, they're uh, less than conscientious ways with them, unfortunately, which is, you know, it's kind of an, an added burden for the people who are um, obeying the regulations and, and are keeping their friends and family safe, you know, so what are you going to do? such a yeah. small thing. I mean, wearing a mask, I mean, how does that get to be a burden? I mean, it's not yeah. comfortable. I'd rather not, but that isn't the choice you have. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like, um, <laughs> Uh, I, I think we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah, I think we are too. I think. Well, now you are, as most places are, demanding if you walk in the door, you got to have a mask on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. for your safety and and ours. And yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about this uh, Santa promotion because this doesn't go on forever. Uh, how long does it go on? And can you give us a little more information about what's included in the promotion? Why it's a special time of year besides the fact that it's December? 
Yeah, uh, it's it, it was it's going all the way through um, up until New Year's, uh, so all through December and after Christmas, and um, it's just a, it's, it's just a little getaway on top of a getaway, you know. Um, and um, the nice thing is, the the idea came from let's take uh, the flavors of and spices and aromas of the Christmas season, and cross them with the flavors and spices and aromas of like uh, the Polynesian bar tiki drink experience so we're using a lot of uh you know nutmeg and um and cinnamon and um you know cranberry and uh, even some sage stuff like that that you find in christmas cooking and and all that and putting that into drinks and uh it turns out there's a lot of crossover already like um tiki drinks classic tiki drinks like the zombie already had a cinnamon syrup in them so they uh, and of course nutmeg is a classic thing to garnish your uh, planner's punch with so um it's, it's an interesting mashup of uh mashup of uh, drink styles and flavors and also a mashup of decor of course you know well it's got to smell good oh yeah <laughs> got to smell yeah. good got to smell like spirit of the season now let me ask you yeah. a loaded question mm -hmm. pumpkin where yeah. do you come down on pumpkin? I don't want it in my coffee, um, but I think it's a totally legit spice to use. Pumpkin spice is a totally legit combination to use in uh, in other things, desserts. And um, we've got our we've got pumpkin spice in our colada, our coloca colada. It happens to go very well with coconut. So oh, okay. coconut cream. You know, we, I do a um, we take your coconut cream and then you just sort of mix it in with pumpkin spice and create. Uh, a batter out of that and uh, it's it's quite nice but um you know as far as pumpkin spice lattes no sir i'm i'm not a not a fan oh i'm with you buddy i'm with you all the way <laughs> I, can, I guarantee you so uh, you're going to take this during this promotion you folks are selling are the tree ornaments involved uh, from the beard foundation uh the tree ornaments i, I that might be a um that might be for the Miracle promotion, which is sort of a it's from uh, the same company. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's that's going on someplace else. That's bad. Rumors. Yeah, but we're but we're selling uh, we're selling the surf the surf and Santa mug, Santa with a surfboard and shorts and uh, board, you know board shorts and sandals. We're selling a hot drink reindeer mug. Uh, we've got a coconut mug, sip and Santa coconut mug, rocks glasses and the, and the bowl. We've got uh, Santa and Rudolph in a tiki hot tub. Uh, which is which we serve our Blitzen Bowl drink, and you can buy one of those if you like. Um, so, so we do have some merchandise for sale. Latitude twenty nine, Jeff Beach Bum Barry. Just if you haven't been, what in the hell is wrong with you? This is a place <laughs> that you need to hang. This is a, just a joyous location. And I think this, uh, year, this year we need Christmas cheer. I think more than any oh, other year. So that's what, that's what we're know, trying to provide. And yeah. and the fact is that yesterday we just officially went off of hurricane season, so yeah. we need to put these things away and take up other lovelier things. Absolutely, Tim. Put it behind us. There you go. All the all yeah. the way through, Jeff. We wish you the best. We're going to see you soon. I I, I it's been too long. I can't wait to get back in. We love your place uh, down in the quarter on uh, Peters, and uh, best of luck with the season, my friend. Well, thank you. Back at you, Tim, and love your show, too. And uh, and uh, we'll see you soon. Best to your lovely bride, too, Jeff. Thank you very much. All right. Tim McNally, the Nine Wine and Spirit Show, WGSO 990 AM. We are moving along here. And uh, that was just Jeff Beach Barry. That, and, again, if you haven't been to Latitude 29, 
you need to make a reservation, first of all. You can't just show up anywhere anymore. Uh, and uh, you need to spend some time. Plan on sitting there and enjoying items off the menu, items off the drinks list, seasonal items. It's all going to be great. We'll be right back. Take a look at my feet They're gonna walk up to your door Take a look at this hand, take a look at this fist It's gonna knock like never before Hey New Orleans, Jack Jelanko again, local wine guy. With the holidays right around the corner, gatherings may look a little different this year. But what isn't different is that good champagne will play an important role in our celebrations. There's nothing better than champagne. Come on, after this year, you deserve it. I recommend Champagne Trebo, a small family producer near Epernay in the heart of Champagne. They've been making champagne for 95 years, and you won't be disappointed. Ask for it wherever you buy fine wine. Champagne Trebo. Cheers. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts and novelties sure to please anyone. For more information, visit www.sazerac.com. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. We are delighted to welcome you, our valued New Orleans guests, back to the Windsor Court Hotel for the holidays. Whether it's a holiday tea surrounded by the seasonal decor in the lobby, a Friday lunch with friends, or our decadent Revion Thanksgiving and Christmas menus, the Windsor Court Hotel has your plans for the holiday season covered. Please visit windsorcourthotel.com for menus, for more information, and to make reservations. Happy holidays from the Windsor Court, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Mardi Gras Mambo. We're still going to do the Mardi Gras Mambo this year. We're going to do it. We're not having Mardi Gras, unfortunately, and Carnival is, you know, in tatters. But that is okay. We, we're doing the right thing there, and uh, but we're still going to dance. We're still going to drink. We're still going to party. Uh, my guess is that Mardi Gras will be another memorable time for us, although not the memorable time that, uh, of parades and bands and all that but a memorable time of us being together with our neighbors uh, celebrating this wonderful, wonderful festival. Tim McNally right here in the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. Uh, You may have noticed a little change here in the uh, tone of the uh, broadcast. 
uh, we were having some internet issues and I just went to that old standby, the cell phone. Yeah, that's where we are right now. So we're talking to Jeff Beach Bunbury about all things Christmas um, and the holiday season. Uh, keep in mind that Celebration in the Oaks is going on right now, although not every night. Uh, but if you're going to do that one, as we just warned you about going to Latitude 29, you need reservations, and it's drive-through only. So you're going to stay in your car. You're going to go through Celebration in the Oaks like we used to do it years ago when this uh, whole event first came about. Uh, you went around and looked at the lights and and had a good time and uh, whatever else you want to do in your car while that's going on. That's your business. Um, and I have some suggestions, but they won't be done on the air. But uh, you, So you need to go to City Park's website and buy your tickets, and your tickets are going to include uh, the cost of the car as well as the date and the time that you're going to be allowed to enter the displays. So that will be, in order to get in, and you, you come in, I believe, on Wisner. Um, maybe you come in on Marconi. I'm not sure. But there's only one entrance, so you can't go too far wrong. And uh, then you're going to uh, drive through the lights and the oaks and, and see all these wonderful things that you uh, enjoyed years ago. It's sort of a throwback uh, to what we used to do, which is nothing wrong with any of that. I believe the train is running, uh, but that's a separate ticket and uh, also will require a reservation. So if you're going to do Celebration in the Oaks, uh, the same thing uh, holds. Uh, so uh, please, um, uh, again, as we're doing in all things right now, we are uh, calling for reservations. So there you go. Uh, Rouse in the Park uh, is right there, uh, and uh, that might not be a bad idea to uh, make arrangements to uh, go to Rouse on the Park uh, or to uh, do the uh, pickup. Uh, they, they've got it both ways, however you want to do it. You want to do it to go or you want to do it to uh, pick up at the curb, and they will uh, uh, put the uh, your order into your car. You never have to worry about uh, getting out and handling things and all that sort of deal. So they've got it pretty cleanly done. But uh, that's this is going on now, uh, and it will go on all through December. And so uh, you can uh, get something kind of easy, uh, you know, like chicken tenders and grilled cheese for the kids. Uh, of course, there's a gumbo of the day, uh, shrimp ramelade salad, uh, along with a uh, Vegas strip steak for the adults. Uh, they got some fried pickles there. So it's a lot of comfort food, which is going to fit in very well with where our temperatures are settling into uh, this week, so it uh, might be a good idea. Also, you can get yourself a little uh, chocolate brownies and a hot chocolate, uh, which uh, doesn't that sound like uh, a real good way to go? I, Yeah, I think so, too, absolutely. Uh, Sazerac House, uh, we talked to you about this yesterday, but we're going to bring it up again today. Uh, this Saturday is uh, doing a, um, a spirited uh, event, uh, Strike Down Social, uh, and they will, uh, in celebration 
uh, of the day prohibition was repealed, which was December the 5th, 1933. And um, there will be uh, light bites, five prohibition-era cocktails, uh, including the Bee's Knees and the Mary Pickford, both of which were very popular uh, back in the uh, middle 1930s. And uh, there'll be uh, some uh, speakeasy surprises and all that type of thing. That's going to be $75 to attend that event and to participate fully in the Strike Down Social. Uh, And then the uh, uh, December the 8th is Creole Holiday Traditions, uh, and they will uh, uh, also bring you uh, the style of drinks that were enjoyed uh, by the old Creole families uh, of New Orleans. Um, it will be a, uh, a kind of a lecture as well as a sipping session uh, at Sazerac House. Uh, and then they've got other things going on during the course of the year, uh, finishing out the year. Uh, December the 10th is the uh, barrel to bottle experience. Uh, Sazerac House's distiller, David Beck, um, well, I'm sorry, David Bach uh, will um, um, uh, give you a tour of the distillery, let you know how that works, how does that beautiful still at the Sazerac House work, uh, right on Canal Street. And then December the 15th is an event, Cheers to Cheese, uh, which uh, looks like that would be a good idea to sit around and uh, have... Uh, have that going on uh, uh, as you enjoy uh, some uh, uh, Sazerac along with a uh, the proper style of cheese to accompany the Sazerac itself. So uh, that's uh, that's a very a very cool thing to uh, to uh, enjoy uh, there. And then uh, uh, on uh, let me see here on December the nineteenth. Uh, we'll be doing a book signing with uh, our book, Sazerac, as uh, the name of the book, and uh, that will be at Sazerac House at 2 p.m. So it's a full slate of activities at Sazerac House, and uh, you need to go online and take a look and sign up for things you want to sign up for. And uh, they do a beautiful job, by the way, of uh, hygiene and uh, and being sure that you are uh, properly uh, masked, you are properly uh, covered, uh, you are properly distanced from your friends uh, that are there. Uh, it is none of these are close social experiences as we cannot have right now, unfortunately. It'll get better. It's going to get better, uh, but uh, probably it's going to be a while. And it's going to be. <laughs> they they they're talking about a long cold winter. I think that they're right about that. Uh, it's going to be a long cold winter before we get these uh, immunizations. Uh, out to people that need to receive them, um, and uh, that will be uh, um, that will be happening very quickly. I hope um, it looks like um, um, it looks like that we've got some news on who's going to get these things first, who's going to get these uh, uh, shots, the immunizations first. But I don't have the details. I'm sorry to say, uh, and. Uh, let me see if I can get that for you because it just, I think it just came out. Um, and, uh, we'll, um, obviously the first responders need to be the first ones to uh, participate. Uh, so, um, now I continue to have internet issues. I'm sorry about that, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll you, you, 
go online. You know where to go. You know where the usual uh, the usual places are, uh, and uh, you can you can pick up on that news that just came down. I think from the CDC uh, today. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, and we'll share that with you tomorrow again. We'll be here tomorrow again at 4 o'clock. Uh, and hope you'll join us on WGSO 990 AM. We're here every weekday afternoon from 4 until 5. We follow the uh, Fitzmore show with uh, Tom and Marianne. Uh, they spend two hours talking about New Orleans food scene and what's going on in New Orleans. And then we spend an hour uh, talking about a lot of the same stuff, but not the same way, uh, because we're more drink-oriented. Yeah, that doesn't come through on the radio, I know, but that's where we're at. So I want to thank Henry today for working through uh, a tough day uh, and uh, with uh, recalcitrant internet connection. And we'll be here tomorrow, hopefully better. And thank you very much. Until tomorrow, New Orleans, to your health. Rebecca Chapman, who is the general manager. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant, one of the most beautiful restaurants in New Orleans. Because Broussard's is a true New Orleans restaurant, and you guys are both New Orleanians. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be a part of the history and culture at Broussard's. If you haven't been there lately, you need to correct that problem. Get over there. They got the 1920 special, which is the date of the founding of Broussard's, on wines and on food. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter.